1: The U.S. has ordered millions, I believe it's 13 million, monkeypox vaccines from from a Nordic country, uh, a a company. And I believe they're also basically smallpox vaccines, which I I thought was kind of weird because we eradicated smallpox, but they decided to order all these vaccines. And I thought it was weird that the bulk of the order has already been manufactured. So for some reason, something happened where This this company, I believe it's a Danish company, decided that it would be profitable to start mass producing millions of doses of a monkeypox and smallpox vaccine. Well, we are in luck because now we have what is being called a global outbreak. Now, it's a little preliminary. There are, I think, nine countries, one of which there is a suspected case, but in eight there are confirmed cases of monkeypox. The media is hyping it up a little bit. We've got to break down what it really means. But uh, as much as this may just be shock and fear, you've got an election year coming up. Yeah, it may just be shock and fear. This may be just an attempt to rile people up, invoke fear of the COVID lockdown, and then maybe use that fear to try and help or I should say exploit that fear to win an election. So you got to be careful about what the media is saying about this. So we're going to break down what's going on and what people are saying about the monkey pox outbreak. It's already got its Wikipedia entry. I believe there's 34 confirmed cases. We have a potential case in Manhattan. We have a confirmed case in Massachusetts, 17 potential cases in Montreal, 23 potential cases in Spain. And uh, it's actually scary because if this is the bad monkey pox, the mortality rate is 10%. If it's like the not that bad monkey pox, its mortality rate is just, is less than 1%. So we'll see, we'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about all the other controversies. We got gas prices expected to hit $6 an average per uh, I'm sorry, $6 per gallon average by August. Twitter has announced new censorship policies and uh the smear pieces on Elon Musk have dropped. They're accusing him of sexual impropriety. We'll call it that. And then we've got some other funny stories. Uh, uh, the woman from the cover of that Sports Illustrated, the 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 chunky woman, chunky queen, she's snapped back at Jordan Peterson. So maybe we'll talk about that again. I also tweeted something about fat acceptance, and of course, all the uh, all these, I guess, fat people are mad at me. I don't know. It's not a political thing, so I'm assuming <laughs> people who are mad are probably overweight or something. I mean, I, I lost a ton of weight as of November, so you know, so traitor. Who, yes, absolutely. Joining us to uh, have a conversation, hang out on, on this Thursday is Lily Tang Williams.
2: Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm uh, Lily Tang Williams. Actually, in the history of New Hampshire, first time uh, a Chinese immigrant running for Congress Whoa. in city two. So I welcome people to check me out, com. I'm on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.
3: That's a win for diversity. I'm sure the Democrats love you.
2: Well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wait. are you saying they don't
1: actually believe in that? How absurd! <laughs> An immigrant, yeah, I, a, 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 a female person of color running. I mean, that's that's everything they should be they should be proud of.
2: Well, don't write them off. Yeah, I think people have been very nice to me. I do have lots of undeclared independence, even moderate Democrats. I truly believe if they like me, they like my messages. They feel they can trust me, and they could vote for me. So, you know, we have to keep it positive, right? <laughs> yeah,
3: well, you know what? I hope anyone and everyone who's considering voting for you does. It is great to have you back. Uh, I am Seamus of Freedom Tunes. We just uploaded a cartoon today on leftists Rediscovering Biology. If you guys <laughs> want to check that out, it's in response to Roe v. Wade. I think you all will enjoy it. That's over at Freedom Tunes. Also, we're going to be launching the Freedom Tunes website on May 30th. Go over there. Uh, it's still under construction, but you'll be able to put your email address in to get notified when we launch.
4: What's up, everybody? I am Elad. I do a lot of on-the-ground reporting for TimCast. Excited to talk to Lily about her candidacy and a lot of other news that we got coming up.
0: I'm very excited for tonight. We love Lily over here. I think this is her third time here through Time's of Charm. She's a lovely
2: lady, and let's get into it.
1: Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member, and help support our work. As a member, you'll get access, access to exclusive segments of the TimCast IRL podcast at 11 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We'll have another one of those up tonight. And you will also be supporting our journalists and our infrastructure because we work with Rumble for all of our infrastructure needs on the website. That means, as a member, you are supporting the alternative technology infrastructure and ecosystem. And we are competing with bit, with Silicon Valley big tech, and we are resistant to censorship. So that's another reason to to get behind the work we do, as well as Rumble and, and everyone else in in this space. We have uh, more uh, updates coming on the uh, coming up in regards to the infrastructure that we're working on. So don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. And let's jump into that first story from the New York Post. The U.S. buys millions of monkeypox vaccines after Massachusetts confirms case. The U.S. has ordered 13 million additional doses of the monkeypox vaccine after a Massachusetts man contracted the rare but potentially severe virus. The massive $119 million order of the Gineos jabs which can be used to treat both the monkeypox virus and smallpox, was created by the biotechnology company Bavarian Nordic, according to Newsweek. In 2015, the CDC, uh, uh, Center for Disease Control, approved the use of the Gineos as a vaccine for the rare virus. Monkeypox was first discovered in 58, blah, blah, blah. Symptoms include fever, headache, body aches, swollen lymph nodes, chills, exhaustion, and in some cases, rashes. Within recent years, there have been several flare-ups of the disease. Several of them in the UK. Two cases were imported in the US in 2021. However... If you head over to the Wikipedia entry for the 2022 monkeypox outbreak, I think perhaps we could um, ask some questions about why it already has a Wikipedia entry mm. and what's happening this year where uh, this kind of story could greatly benefit someone. And well, it's politics. Now, before we get into all that, they're saying the virus strain is the West African clade of the monkeypox virus, which has a mortality rate, my understanding is less than one percent. They say, but however they do say, uh, although usually, uh, monkeypox generally presents with similar symptoms to smallpox, although usually milder. However, the case fatality rate for monkeypox may still be as high, as high as 10% without prompt treatment. If you go down, we have the UK, Spain, Portugal, the US, Sweden, Italy, Belgium, Canada, and France. Now in Canada and France, there are suspected cases, not confirmed cases, but in the seven other countries, we have confirmed cases totaling 34, perhaps nothing. Right? Perhaps this is just something that happens every year, and maybe the media's latched onto to it because it'll generate clicks. Maybe it can be used to scare people for an election, or maybe they just purchased 13 million monkeypox vaccines for a reason. I told Luke Rudkowski on the show, "What was this before January?" I thought we'd see a lockdown this year because of the midterms and the Democrats didn't have anything else. He said, "No, they're gonna, they're not gonna do it. They're not gonna do it." They can't. And I, And then after a few months, I said, you know what? I think Luke's right. They're pulling the, the lockdowns back. I still think it would be a stretch that they would lock down over this. But when you've got a virus and they're going around saying a 10% mortality rate, I wonder if they'll actually try and pull off another lockdown. I think we need to take all potential
4: pandemics very seriously, but um, the issue here right now is that the trust in the CDC is at an all-time low. So I think information surrounding this virus is going to be very untrusted and maybe rightfully so. Again, we already have like a Wikipedia page about this. Um, I think at one point it said it's endemic in Nigeria. Some to, um, yeah.
1: Well, some people from Nigeria have gotten it, but uh, the West African clade of the monkeypox virus is uh, what they're saying now.
4: Yeah, so I remember thinking originally when they had like the 14 days to stop the spread that we wouldn't be able to sustain that in our public, wouldn't be able to, you know, wouldn't put up with that. And I was so off base with what that was. So I, I don't know what's going
2: on with this. What do you guys think? Well, I think uh, people should learn enough from past two years. What is our trust level today on the media or our government agencies, right? There's, it's very low. And I ha- still have lots of questions never got answered. And we're still waiting for more and more evidence, more truth to come out. And, uh, this, this kind of stuff, you know, like uh, we, we have always, always lived, you know, with lots of stuff in the past. And, and I think people are ready to move on, have no more life back. There's still lots of mental health issues our children, our people have not even got resolved yet. I have a friend who's got lung COVID. She cannot have solutions. She's still coughing. So I, I'm just not ready, ready for this. You know, I hope people will have more questions instead of jumping into what the media is saying, you know.
3: Yeah, I would agree, and I think a lot of people aren't going to jump to what the media is saying. Even if this does turn out to be something substantial and it really is a risk, people aren't going to be willing to trust the media and the CDC, and for good reason, because they spent the last two years
1: completely undermining any credibility they may have had with the American people. I'm just I'm just imagining Fauci. You know, when the news broke, he was like, "Thank you," (laughs) and he's like, he opens his closet and there's just a whole bunch of different masks. puts his top hat on and his cane. He starts singing, but he's like, he picks out his tie and then he also pulls out all he's got all the masks lined up and there's like different pens and I'll take this one. Then he puts it on and he gets ready.
2: And how many people will still call him now King Fauci? I don't know. <laughs>
1: well, he did say he would resign if Donald Trump got elected. Oh, really? Yeah, so everybody was like, okay, I'll hey. Vote for him. So a we'll vote for Donald, John, Donald Trump in 2024 is, yeah. is a vote against Fauci and Joe Biden? Heck yeah. yeah. Why would he campaign for Trump like that? Right. Serious. <laughs> Seriously. I'm kind of
4: questioning who this could potentially help politically, this becoming a big story in the news.
0: Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker.
4: And the only people I could write, like, initially think that this could help is the people who effed up big time during the COVID pandemic. Mm. And, you know, with with certain lockdowns, who does this help? You know, we kind of memory hold, you know, the origin of COVID and holding people yep. responsible for COVID who may have let it out or, you know, helped exacerbate mm. the issue around the planet. So this could potentially help them. I also know it's, it's called Monkeypox. So maybe this is just like an anti-monkey lobbyist group, because I know <laughs> with, you know, the China virus, we were concerned about hate crimes because of that, and now... Why are they calling this monkeypox a little bit insensitive?
1: Because it was first isolated in monkeys. Oh, that makes too too much sense. So I pulled up Reddit. Well, I was told Corona was first isolated in a bat. That's right. Right. So when I pulled up Reddit, you take a look at the comments. Someone comments on why. He says, I don't understand why so many comments are being removed. And uh, the the response is, all I know is COVID-19 started just like this. News of infections all over Europe, then to the U.S., but it's contained. And then all of a sudden, bam, lockdown. I expect anything to happen nowadays. And then uh, someone said, well, we have two years of contact tracing, so we should be able to easily find out exposure. Oh, yeah, right. Also, wait, I just want to make a point. I was making a joke earlier, but I
3: actually still want to correct this. I said isolated in a bat. It was never isolated in a bat. They just said it came from a bat right. when they were talking yeah. about in COVID. In New York
4: City, they just changed the COVID alert to high, and people are already prepared to start masking again. So if this spreads even a little bit, some places in the country are willing to lock down over relatively small things again. And. and And
0: China,
2: China, one quarter of population under COVID lockdown for Omicron. You know, it's like, what talk about something else is coming? You're talking about $18 trillion economy in China. One quarter of them are under lockdown and we're going through food shortages, supply issues, and people have no access to medicine, medical care, and they're committing suicide. And we don't see the lots of report on that and condemn this kind of inhuman treatment of of their citizens. And now we're talking about this is like it's an insane world, you know.
1: We talked about the uh, the rat hope experiment before. Mm. So this was where the guy puts the rat in the cylinder full of water. The rat can't get out, and then within fifteen minutes, it just gives up and then sinks to the bottom and dies. But then he puts another rat in after right right when it's about to give up. And it starts sinking. He pulls it out, dries it off, lets it rest, Mm -hmm. picks it up, puts it back in. This time, the rats would swim for an average of 60 hours because they thought there was hope that if they just waited, somebody would, would pull them out. And I'm feeling like this is what we're bumping into. After COVID, you know, we get two years of this insanity. Everybody's about to lose their mind. And then all of a sudden, everything goes back to normal. Now you get monkeypox. And what's to say, I'm not saying it will happen. If they lock down, people are going to be like, I can handle, I can handle the lockdown. We know if we just wait long enough, eventually we'll, we'll, we'll get through this. And then this time it'll be five years. Five years of weird lockdown, people starving, locked in their homes, doors welded shut, like what's going on in China right now.
2: I know. It's like two years ago, right? Wuhan lockdown, like 13 million people. Now Shanghai is 25 million. And and the whole country, 45 cities, you're talking about 370 million people under lockdown. And they censor all the information, like how many people are dying of lack of food, medical care, and access to medicine, and how many people committed suicide. There are lots of videos on WeChat. As soon as I get to it, say, no, it's gone. This violates our regulation. It Sounds like there's some notice I would get from Facebook, you know. Yeah. And it, it just, it's so sad for me to say because I have lots of friends in Shanghai. I went to college there. I worked there for seven years total time in Shanghai. And uh, imagine those people who supported economic reform, had a good life and retired now and they have money and they cannot buy food. And uh, I have one friend even commented, I I get it now, why Americans hold on to their guns? Mm. (laughs) Even Chinese get it now. It's like, because they got locked down by the wires, electrical wires on their steps to go out. So they cannot get out, even get some fresh air and totally rely on government delivery food. Who gets the priorities if you have 25 million people? Of course, people who are high up with connections. It's madness, and the farmers see their vegetable dying of getting rotten because there's a total breakdown between the food supply and to the end user customers. So roads are blocked. You have to have mass massive testing, so people cannot get to the food. And the people have power. Guess what they do? They hoard food or oh, they sell for very high prices. Mm-hmm. And and those people who wear white clothes, you see all those terrible videos. Guess their new names? It's a white guards. Instead of red guards, under mouth wow. China. Oh, wow. yeah. white, white guards. Guns. Yes. And they're total nuts. Very suckish. One girl was raped by leaving alone. Yeah. And the white guard come in and not just raped her, but also kill her. Mom is like, please help. My daughter is dead. And it's like, it's so heartbroken. You know, that's why I'm running. I I don't want this ever come to America.
1: I think New Hampshire is relatively safe but it's it's mostly because of people like you and the free state project cuz new hampshire is moving for, like closer and closer to freedom further and further away from the establishment the authoritarianism but i would not be surprised if uh, we got a lockdown of this and it, and it's early it's early this could be a blip and then within a week there's no story it's gone and it was like false alarm everybody i just kind of feel like when i saw that they already made a wikipedia entry for it i'm like somebody with time and energy Decided to make an entry for an outbreak when we're at 34 cases. Is that really a global outbreak? Is that, I, I guess so. I guess so. So, uh, I'm just, I just wonder.
2: Yeah. Well, the plan is a lot bigger than just, oh, recently it showed up in Wikipedia. Think about the former KGB guy, urine what he said 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. He died, uh, you know, and, uh, he said, uh, the communists will infiltrate into America and they're gonna take two generations to bring down United States of America. Why two generations? They said, uh, well, you got to have four steps. Number one step is uh, demoralize a society, mm-hmm. then destabilize it, then you go through crisis and crisis situations, then you're trying to normalize it, but when they're trying to normalize it, your rights and freedom are all gone. That's their normalization. I'm, I'm terrified to say Oh, this craziness going on in the world. I, I know New Hampshire is great. That's why I moved there. But I'm worried about the whole country because I have three children who were born in this country. They're living in other states right now.
1: Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure we can, we can pull back. I think maybe we've gone off the edge of the cliff a long time ago and now it's a free fall, right? With just, uh, we, we've been demoralized. Now we're destabilized and I don't think there is a coming back because there's just too many people in this country that don't care to know, but want power. And when you take ignorant people, lazy, ignorant people who desire power because they think they're smarter than you, they destroy things. They're, these are the kind of people that, you know, we're in a car and we're, we're driving straight towards the edge, about to go off the cliff. And you got the person on the right side, and the person on the left side, and the person on the right keeps saying, stop. Turn, turn, turn. The person on the left is like, no, I'm right. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> straight off the edge of the cliff.
2: But their part of the plan is called uh, indoctrination of the youth. Take away parental rights. Kids belong to the state and believe mm-hmm. in Marxism and socialism and free stuff. And guess who are they today? Social justice warriors, work mm-hmm. activists, or whatever you call them. They, I don't know. It's it's really we have to blame ourselves, our educational system. Really, when you think about it, Hong Kong people, young people, go out to risk their life to protest, want a democracy, want freedom, and 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 even want the Second Amendment. Our young people are here, please have more gun control. Take my guns away. Well,
3: I agree. And sadly, it's not just the young people. It's the older people who don't really care about the young and aren't really interested in protecting the youth. So, for example, we have a CDC report which said youth suicide attempts soared uh, during the pandemics. I mean, you lock kids in their homes. You take away normal social settings and situations. They're going to be more likely to get depressed. We also know that they had mask mandates for children. In New York, children were the last people who were still required to wear masks. They're still
4: required to wear them now.
3: Right now. Exactly. Exactly. And so, adults aren't doing their responsibility in protecting children from this kind of
2: stuff. And you would think those are the most vulnerable mm-hmm. of our society, little young kids, who don't know what's going on, lose a valuable time of learning years. I heard a pe- like kids who are under four, they lost two years to speak properly, because mm-hmm. everybody's wearing a mask, and you know, hide their faces, cannot develop the social skills, and they're going through speech therapy right now. Mm-hmm. It's like even an article published by the, the Atlantic. It's like, uh, my kids need speech therapy.
3: Exactly. And so I think we've seen this. One of the the strategies of the communist movement is to try to break down the family. And so it's going in both directions. Firstly, you see it is very much the case that children don't respect their parents anymore. And they look to the states to find solutions. They look to the state to find solutions to problems rather than to the family structure. And also, of course, as I just mentioned, parents are not really interested in protecting their children either. This really goes in both directions. The family has very much been chipped away at from every angle.
1: I want to make a point on that, but I do want to make a point on the speech thing real quick. You ever watch a TV show and the volume is just a little too low, but you can tell what they're saying by how their mouth is yes. moving? Yeah. And then you like look down at your phone and now all of a sudden the clear words become mm-hmm. that seeing the mouth movements really does. We, we are, we are verbal and visual communicators, vocal and visual. And all these kids now, these little kids, all they saw was masks. Mm-hmm. So their, their, their brain was like not getting the full communications experience. Now these kids, like you mentioned, they're in therapy or they're going to grow up and they're going to be stunted. Yeah. So going back to what you were saying about the family, I mean, uh, absolutely. And I, I agree that a lot of parents, um, well, I'll, I'll say it myself. I don't think a lot of parents care about their kids. No. I think they, uh, uh care about them in a, in a superficial way, but I'm surprised to hear these stories every day where it's like, look, We had this video from Libs of TikTok where a mother says, my 15-year-old daughter was given pornographic material to do an assignment on, and she was mortified. And when she tried reading the assignment, they told her to stop talking because it was too vulgar for the meeting. And this is like the fifth story we've seen about this. And she was like, my daughter was given this. Where were the other parents? Why was just this one mother speaking Mm -hmm. about this? Where were, how many parents, how many kids are in a school, right? You've got, you've got what, a thousand maybe? Or more. Shouldn't there be hundreds of parents showing up being like, why were my children given this? No, they're not, they're not showing up. They have no idea. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's insane to me. Just look, I, I get it. I don't have kids, but my, when I grew up, my parents asked me about school all the time. How was school? What did you learn? And they would ask me questions and they would give me answers. Just the idea that you'd come home and they'd be like, meh, and have no idea what the mm-hmm. teachers were, were, that were grooming you for.
2: I know it's sad when when we raise our three children, you know, we they went to public school and um, in, in Douglas County, Colorado. We know that uh we have to have family dinner together every night mm. and then we talk to them about school and then we ask them actually tough questions. So they have to tell us what's going on, what the teacher ta- le- you know, taught them. So we have to basically program them. You have to do this as families. You know, if you cannot afford private school, you cannot afford yeah. a home school, you got to have a conversation with your kids. You know, I, I you cannot just treat school as babysitters. Go to school, hours hours long, then we do our business, we do our work, and the kids come home. There's a very funny meme, like some kids go to college at the age of 18 and come back look like total car marks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, there goes your student, no money, you pay for it.
1: <laughs> I I just, I, I wonder if it's, it's a communist plot or if it's just dominoes falling over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you look at uh, the 70s with um, women's liberation, right? A lot of people don't understand. I think it was 1974. Pre 1974, women couldn't get credit cards without uh, their husband's signature. So it's like, you're not married, too bad. Something like that. Fact check me on that one. Yeah, but I, I've heard a lot of those stories. But we do know that in the late 70s, more and more women started to enter the workplace. All of a sudden, the workforce doubles. Well, if the supply of workers doubles, but the demand stays the same, workers are going to be losing out because they have no negotiating power. All of a sudden now, uh, women who could work didn't have to, now have to, because wages are stagnant and now you need two incomes to support your family. Now, without anyone to take care of the family, you need somewhere to put your kids. But you can't afford daycare, so public schools come around. Now your kids are handed off to the state. The next step is these kids are raised by the state government employees, like at literal agents of the state and they grow up. Now you've got the millennial generation, which is split between many, I don't know, average people. And then a whole bunch of pro-government socialist kids. Uh, I'm not going to call them adults. They're, they're still, they're, they're old children. We'll call it that. And now they're advocating for an expansion upon the government controlling more and more your lives. But why they were raised by the government. They weren't raised by their parents. They were raised in government institutions that's freaky to me. Mm-hmm.
2: And their teachers are trained by Marxist professors in teachers' colleges. You know, how many teachers' colleges in the country, so those teachers can become our kids' teachers? And when I when I go to school, talk about cultural revolution, how many people died under Mao's communism, and all the details, horrors. Some teachers who are Democrats said, oh, Lily, we we never knew that.
0: Picture this. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to CarShield.com slash Carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to CarShield.com slash Carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. CarShield.com slash Carlson.
1: Investing involves risk. Three percent match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.
2: So if they don't know, how do they teach our kids real history? Or is there like a left side of story of history? One hundred million people died under one hundred years of communism. And and some people were saying they did not do that right. They did not do the socialism and communism. Like how many people are you gonna experiment with this ideology?
1: I wonder if you get Bill Gates in private, you know, and he knew that he was safe, what he would say about the communist dictatorships. He's a guy who given talks saying we need to reduce population growth. Mm-hmm. And I and I wonder because certainly the communists effectively reduced population growth, you know, by exterminating hundreds a hundred million people, which is horrifying. And then their one child policy as well. uh, Right, right, right. And
2: starving to death.
1: (laughs) I'm not, I'm not accusing Bill Gates of anything. I'm, I'm genuinely curious what he might think of that. Because if he's a utilitarian, and he seems to be, I'd imagine he'd be like, well, you know, eh, positive outcome, I guess.
3: By the way, I I just want to mention, so I did just a little bit of Googling here since you mentioned the thing about women not being able to get credit cards. What I'm reading is that it was the case that before there was an anti-discrimination law, a a bank could deny Uh, them a credit card. I'm not sure how often it happens. One website is saying that they could face a barrage of questions when trying to get a credit card that men wouldn't face, but I'm not like seeing any numbers on how common it was. But also,
1: people need to understand this because I see feminists say all the time, they're like, did you know that women couldn't get credit cards unless their husband signed off on it? It's like, did you know that women mostly weren't working? So the bank would be like, how do you intend to pay for this? And they'd be like, my husband has a job. And they'd be like, okay, well, then your husband needs to certify this. That doesn't sound as nefarious, now, does it? Yeah.
4: To follow up on those millennial parents, um, I think I feel like there's a few things at play here. First of all, there's more single parents than ever before, and I feel like millennials have become more willing to embrace that. And another video that I saw from Libs from TikTok, who's doing an extraordinary job and probably one of the most influential people in our, our parts of, of the political space, but it was this one mother in a dressing room with her child. Do oh. you, you guys know what I'm yeah, talking about horrible, with this dress? Horrible. And at the end of every sentence, she would say she would just be like, right? You love this dress, right? Like you picked out the." dress. This dress wow. right like you feel good and you want to buy this dress they make fun of you at school you know they make fun of me too and then it like pans to herself and it's her smirking so it's like a lot of these single I don't know if she's a single parent but it's a lot of these single parents these millennial people projecting their beliefs onto their children and it was a non-binary looking type millennial mother and they are just so willing to experiment and also like this idea that wearing dresses makes you a girl and like a child would understand that as a concept that wearing a dress makes you think you somehow want to transition to a girl is so crazy and unfathomable unless you project so much of your gender ideology onto this child well, but
3: crazy so video also i mean if she's not a single parent that father should be unbelievably ashamed i mean functionally
1: she is i just i just want to say um i feel i feel bad for people who didn't have two parents i yeah. I, I mean i mean that genuinely i yeah, you know i know people who were in single family homes and i'm just like the people that I knew with who grew up with just their dad or just their mom and their parents are good people, trying really, really hard. They they did not have that uh, two parent privilege. We'll call it. It's that, twice yeah. as
4: much time, twice the income. Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's uh, learning how to bake cookies with your mom. It's playing ca- ball with your dad yeah. or playing ball with your mom and baking cookies with your dad. Maybe mm-hmm. your dad's a, a famous chef or baker. Mm-hmm. Maybe your mom's a sports manager or you know in the in business, or she's is, a stay at home mom who's right. giving you individualized attention and caring for you. I remember. You know, just the, the, it's, I could not imagine not having a mom and a
2: dad. You know, how high is, uh, talk about black Americans and their family destructions and cause their kids no role models in the home, no dads, live on welfare. You know, I heard it's like 70% of, uh, you know, black family households are led just by single mothers. Where are their fathers? And where are those role models for their children, their 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 those young boys, they they, they they're stuck in, in their schools and they have no way to get a quality education because democrat control the school district do not allow school choice and then they get bored and they have no interest in school and they become gangs and they get arrested and thrown into jail for years and years. It's it's I've, horrible. I've, we, but they don't talk about this when they talk about Black Lives Matter. Let's talk about the cost of their poverty and their high crime rate the
1: the opposite of school choice is is one of the most shocking things to me because i'm confused you've got a low-income neighborhood of any race and the parents are like we have no choice but to send our kids to a low-income school with low-income teachers with no resources with school choice they could literally just go to the next town over which may be wealthier and be like we choose this school And then that money goes to the school, and the school gets bigger. And the good schools then grow and can bring in the lower-income kids into the better schools. Why do they? Why do they oppose that?
2: Well, because lots of teachers' unions oppose to it. So Mm -hmm. when people say, "Oh, you know," and we we really worry, concerned for the people of color. Well, in Democrat-controlled cities, states, they are in the pockets of teachers' unions and who donate lots of money for their re-elections, right? And the teachers union used to see how they behave during the COVID. They want to use the school reopening as a negotiation. Mm-hmm. condition to say you they are not going to come back to school until we get what we want in Los Angeles. It's all Marxist agenda.
3: Exactly. It's, guys, it's horrible. It's, I mean, it's it's such an incredibly powerful union because they can literally keep your children hostage. They say, well, we're not going to be giving them an education unless you meet our demands. And yeah. it's really unfortunate because I, you know, I am not against collective bargaining. I think unions can be great. The teachers' unions are not. They are the perfect example of how it can absolutely become the case that a union just ends up being an organization which tax, the weaker workers from the better workers who would outperform them and receive more promotions. And so when you see them opposing school choice, my thought is these teachers are constantly complaining about lower w- wages. Well, wouldn't it be the case that if we had school choice... In educational institutions had to compete for students, they would also have to compete for good teachers so that they can ensure a decent educational quality and get kids to go there. So if you are a good teacher, school choice isn't a threat because
2: good schools will want you and you'll have more options as well outside of the public school system. Give you an example. D.C. teachers union shut down the very popular charter school in D.C. because all the black families and children they are waiting online long line to get into this charter school. But they shut that down. Do they really care about people of color, like they claim? And they're trying to teach critical race theory into all 14,000 school districts. Say that you're oppressed if you're people of color, but do you really care about people of color to strive to get out of poverty, except sitting there being oppressed and say we are victims? If you really care about them, then you got to lift them up by having educational choice for parents, for kids. I feel very strongly about it. It's my top three issues. Defend the parental rights and parental choice. Otherwise, you know, those kids are stuck in the inner poor performing schools and no competition and you can throw all the money you want to from taxpayers at it and they do not improve in terms of testing schools nope. you know, testing schools and the quality education. At the same time they're taught, Oh equity, equity. So government give me some. How do they take a personal responsibility to become like entrepreneurs, become good in math and readings and science? And they're competing with other country kids for lots of good jobs right now. But instead, they're focused on you know, grab their teaching school. Yeah.
4: Moreover, yeah. the way that they're saying that they're helping these students are actually hurting, it's coming at the cost of other students. So a lot of ways that they're saying they're helping black and brown people in these communities is by getting rid of the upper class um, classes, the honor classes, because they say that it racially divides children because more in white Asian ch- tend to be in the honors classes. And therefore, if we see any, you know, not a direct reflection of population in class sizes and how it's distributed, it's automatically racist. So what do they say? They just get rid of, the Honors classes, and then
2: they say they're helping everybody, but really it just comes at the cost of our our best students mm-hmm. that's why China, like aging Americans families are gear moving into more and more voting for Republicans because they value education, they value their kids and quality of their education. Now they say all oh, this stuff, oh my kids, a p class is canceled, and also aging children when they're trying to apply for Harvard, Yale, they get discriminated because there's a quotas they they they're too excellent. You cannot go if we, you know, you have to wait at the bottom of the line once the quotas is gone. And the DOJ dropped the lawsuit against Yale. When when the aging parents sued Yale to say, you're discriminating against our, against our kids based on our skin color because they're Asians. But know. instead of look at the individual meritocracy, which this country is supposed to be, and the left were say, oh, you Asians are too rich. Oh, it's about a class, economical mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. It's a classical Marxist theory there. its oh, we have highest income in the country than white. So now in Washington state, if you're aging children, you're supposed to go to the white group because you you, you make too much money.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. I think part of this is a symptom of how completely economically illiterate the left is. So it seems to me as if they more or less see the economy as something which serves us by giving people busy work, to keep them focused on other things all day. They don't actually understand how supply chains work. That's part of why they they had no apprehensions about shutting the entire economy down. They don't understand where goods and services really come from and the fact that the work people do in our economy is important. And so they will look at any particular field and they'll say, hmm, we need to make sure that this is equitable. We need to make sure that we see a perfect demographic breakdown of the population here. Otherwise, it's unfair. Instead of going, oh, well, given that the purpose of an economy is to deliver goods and services, These people are in this field because they found their way there because they're best at doing it. And maybe it is better for us to have people who are good at jobs do them instead of shoehorning people into positions or out of them based on their ethnic identity. And one more thing I want to mention is the left has constantly claimed that they are the party and the ideology of education and higher learning. Firstly, they have flat out lied about that for years. They've claimed that uh, we're constantly slashing funding for education. It's literally not true. Federal spending per pupil has increased every single year since 1970. Test scores have not increased. And by the way, that's an increase in funding adjusted for inflation as well. And so with all of this extra money we've been spending on education at the federal level, what are they doing? Like you said, cutting gifted classes giving fewer children opportunities to excel it's sickening
4: it's interesting because we keep hearing about this potential asian backlash against the democratic party but i don't know if it's ever come to fruition because these cases against like yale and harvard have been going on for i feel like almost a decade now we're also seeing hate crimes towards asians in a lot of different communities that we're waiting to see this backlash from also on the education front but i i don't know what percentage of the united states is asian I think it's relatively small, but in certain areas they have – I think they're um, gathered around the coasts mostly, so in specific areas they might have outsized influence. As I understand, in New York City and Chinatown, Asians are – the Chinese specifically are some of the least politically involved – um, and they refuse, they don't refuse to vote, but they just don't. And it's interesting because there's a lot of reasons for that. The system that they came from in China, obviously they didn't have the opportunity to vote in the past. Also, there's this language barrier that exists still in a lot of these Chinese immigrant communities. So, there's a lot of factors 7%. going on. 7%. 7%. And, and, so and, uh, seven percent. Seven percent. So, in New
2: Hampshire is, uh, aging Americans is three percent, but it yeah. is the second largest minority group.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I I'm, I'm not sure that the Democrats are worried about seven yeah. percent. When we, when they were talking about, uh, Bill Maher was talking talking about student debt forgiveness. Bill Maher said 13% of Americans have student debt, not a large group. And he's outright saying like, why, why would we be focused on this 13%? Well, Asians are seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I certainly think the Democrats don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've mentioned this on the show many times. When I was younger, I was told never to check Asian off on any form and my, for my, mm-hmm. ask for my race because I was told you will be discriminated against. Based on the assumptions they make about Asians. So you're better off just putting, you know, white down
2: or something. But they use us when they want to advance their agenda called stop aging hate. Right. Mm. You know, white are racist. White supremacists are attacking Asians. According to DOJ data, 2018, most crimes happened against the Asians. You know what? They are people of color.
4: Mm -hmm. I think Asians are also scared to talk about this. One rep, uh, his name is John Liu um, Mm -hmm. in lower Manhattan. I've spoken to him about this. And what did he say when he was trying to address these hate crimes? He was telling me about like education classes. Mm -hmm. I also think there's an issue here with influential asian people in the culture in media unwilling to call out this crime specifically because they're scared to get labeled because they're scared to get labeled racist and um, yep. it's it's a sad fact of reality
2: well it, it's uh it's very sad for me i have been telling people i see similarities between Mao's cultural revolution and with what's going on in today's america and in Instead of we use uh, you know, classes here, just use races. It's everything's about race. Everything's about your skin color. Instead of your diversity of ideas and thoughts, personality and skills and knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. I will, I love diversity. Like you said, you know, we're all part of a diversity, but they only talk about diversity of the skin color, mm-hmm. which is, Which is wrong. And also,
3: well, and not only that, they only talk about diversity of skin color when they consider it to be uh, advantageous to them or diversity of ethnicity when it's advantageous to them. We were just mentioning the fact that they want fewer Asian students in universities. And you mentioned the uh, Asian hate and that there's hate crimes against Asians. Well, this is just the inevitable byproduct of critical theory as applied to race. When you spend decades telling the black community that the white community is only successful, only doing well because they have stolen something from you, that instills in the psyche of the general public that if any group of people is outperforming another group of people, it is because they have victimized that group. So the inevitable conclusion from that kind of logic, is that Asian people have cheated in some way. So Mm -hmm. the expectation is that we would see more crimes against them. Mm -hmm. It's horrific, but it's an insane ideology based on greed and envy, and it is to
1: blame for these hate crimes. There's no question about it. You know what's really funny? That there are stereotypes and tropes about Asian parents. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below NSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You watch any comedy show and the Asian parent is demanding of their, of their kid to get better grades. You know, a Futurama, uh, uh, I had the joke, I think it was Futurama. Are you a doctor yet? Or was that, uh, what was it? No, it was a different show. Anyway, the, the, the point is- we It might all, have been Futurama. might have been Futurama. Oh yeah,
2: if you don't get a straight A, you better explain to your parents why you did not get a straight A. <laughs> so, I know so, my, so, my so, kids will complain about me.
1: There's, there's what they call positive discrimination stereotype against Asians, that the Asian parent is a strict academic. And then all of a sudden they're like, how come Asians make more money? We should, we should, uh, imagine this. Your parents are strict and tell you to work hard, study hard, and get into the best school. So the school says, make it harder. So what? What's, what's the outcome then? The parents should be like, it doesn't matter if you work hard because the school's not going to let you in anyway. Mm-hmm. And then once the scores start dropping, they'll be like, ah, okay, now we can let them back in because they're not doing as well. It's yeah. insane.
2: The thing is though, and, and traditionally, culture-wise, that, the uh, aging parents always value education because that's the only way they can get out of poverty. Look at the Chinese people who come from China, like me, who started with nothing. Mm-hmm. And because of the education, the skill, the degree we got, we get good jobs, we start on business, we work their butt off and to achieve American dream. We're not rich. We have no connection in this country. We have no social status. We have no inheritance money in this country. It is hard work. Ethics make us successful. And I have seen parents from China running a restaurant. Look how hard work that is. Seven days a week, no vacations. They send their kids $50,000 a year to Harvard. And now this like, oh, my kids cannot get in no matter how high their ACT is. And now even take ACT might be racist. <laughs> now,
1: now this is, this is a question I, I, I would love to see. It answered. is by the way. We, we, I, we have I just, the uh, trope it, of, we have the trope of the student going to college and then coming back with their head shaved and, and purple hair. What would happen to a kid who's in an Asian family? The Asian parents are very strict saying, you better score really high in SATs. You're going to go to Harvard. And then they score really, really well, and they're wearing like a suit and a tie, and they they go off to the university, and then come home to their Asian family, with their head shaved, purple hair, and they're wearing like cut off sleeves and like sweatpants, and they're like, whatever, Dad, I don't care anymore. Call me <laughs> Janet.
3: Uh, I want to mention you said that something about the ACTs. There are or SATs. There are people who consider the SATs and ACTs to be racially biased, so they are considered racist as well. You know,
2: I'm, a what, any
4: disparity, any disparity is, any, mm-hmm. that exists but but
2: here's something you might not know canceling academic achievement excellence is what Mao did during China's Cultural Revolution one guy after Cultural Revolution like a school reopened he was taking a test and he said I don't care about this I'm going to turn in my test blank so he got a big zero right Guess what? He's a glorious. They made him a hero. <laughs> I, and his name is Zhang Shun, I remember that very well. So now I'm seeing the same thing happen in this country. Castling individual excellence in academic, in science, in art, in comedy shows. Can you see why I'm warning people this is a cultural revolution happening
4: yeah. in America?
2: Yeah. the scary
4: stuff Tim you mentioned how um, a lot of these Asian immigrants uh parents are sending their kids to college they're coming back he- <laughs> head no, no 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 I'm not right. saying
1: they are I'm saying yes. I I wonder what that like it's one thing if you're a liberal you know American and your kid comes back and they're, they're doing all of these things and they believe all this weird stuff and these liberals are going to be like oh very progressive of you honey but for like a strict conservative Asian parent, for that to happen to their kids, they might be like, what? I'm not saying this is the exact same thing,
4: but I want to draw a parallel. But the Cultural Revolution was actually led by the youth, right, in in China's understanding. Red understand. guards. Come the of red, red the guards. guards were all the youth in the schools that were the leaders of this. So that same parallel that we're seeing in the universities that happened in China, we are seeing to some degree here as well. Because kids are going to college, becoming – more indoctrinated, coming back to their home, and the parents don't understand what their kids came But they to, don't
2: know into. the history. That's what I'm yeah. saying. They even don't know they were. Well, some they of them were...
4: praise it. I know people who think yeah. what's happening in China and what's happened in the past is a good thing. I know people online on Twitter. I feel like it's easy to find people denying that the Tian- Tiananmen Square massacre even happened. So we do. Wow! We're single that wow!
2: Stuff. That uh, if they were in this country, they even deny like that it's like uh we should shoot them a tank, man.
1: Mm. <laughs> so you. Uh, What's, uh, we've heard a lot of stories about Chinese spies coming to the United States and taking action against Chinese citizens who are now living in the United States. Mm-hmm. Has this, has anything happened to you? I mean, you're running for office. You're, you're gaining a lot of influence. You believe in freedom. You're speaking out against the CCP quite a bit. Is this something you've noticed?
2: Well, my last time, honestly, went to Um, See, my family and friends in China was 2015. I bought air ticket to go back 2019. But by then, I was already big on social media and going to schools, educate people about horrors of communism. And somehow they found my English page. And they start to come to my social media, threaten me and said, you better not ever come back to China. So 2019, I wasn't running for anything. I was just an educator, an inspirational speaker. So I, I, I told my husband, he said, you better not uh, go back by yourself because I have to work and we were getting ready to move to New Hampshire. If you disappear, then they let you in. They don't know, come, don't let you come back. What I'm going to do? So I wasn't, I wasn't anybody. So I was just like small cabbage you know you know not famous and i said okay i'll cancel my trip so and now i'm running as a republican candidate and still be consistent speak out against ccp when i was uh, giving speech in utah near salt lake city one chinese man showed up in his 30s and uh, paid 75 dollars tape my whole talk then tell people at the table you are all being brainwashed by her. Our leaders in China are not elected. They are like our fathers. So, so that table people told me later, Lily, did, did he come to say hi? I said, no, I never met him. I don't know who he is. And I tell my Chinese friends, of course he's a spy. Don't put your location now on social media so they can show up and troll you. And the worst comes, they can attack you. So now I say, OK, like um, I I didn't tell people I'm coming here today, tonight <laughs> until afterwards, you know, it's uh, well, I feel like I have friends worry about my safety. And they say, don't run for Congress, do something else. I say, well, if I want my me- message to be heard by people in this country and the free world, even people who are voice inside the China, I'm the best person to tell the truth and speak truth to the power. Just keep that in mind. They've been targeting me and trying to discredit my campaign and call me a China spy. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I was telling teams t- like, just believe me, me, I will never disappear. Okay. And I will never kill myself. I don't have any mental health issues. Yeah. Can we also
4: get your reaction to the church shooting that happened in California from this apparently guy who I'm reading from the Taipei Times right now that says the suspect was tied to a pro Chinese um group and there was this heroic taiwanese man he was this doctor who um rushed the shooter Um this has gotten a lot less coverage than other mass shootings that have occurred so could you the I chinese you a real... against
2: chinese right That's well taiwanese taiwanese yeah, yeah. no yeah. but uh, they speak right. mandarin right. asians
4: too. aren't a monolith yeah um, right right so, they
2: don't report it what happens is that i'm saying that uh, they have infiltrated into this country since uh confucius institute started like a uh, Eighteen years ago, mm-hmm. the last one just closed on campus of uh, U- University of uh, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. like uh, end of last year, and they were allowed infiltrate in our schools and colleges to indoctrinate our children, make China look glorious. And also, the Chinese newspapers can distribute to our Congress people in the Capitol Hill lot, long, long ago called the People's Daily. They pay money to put that newspaper insert into our newspaper here in the United States, give to our Congress people. Mm-hmm. And you talk about infiltration. I have a Chinese human rights activist he almost got killed in California. Wow. Recently, five Chinese spies were indicted by DOJ. 3 were arrested and one of them is American, not oh. even Chinese. So wow. don't don't assume they're just like look like me, they don't. They are everywhere. Not a few years ago I read an article there were over 30,000 CCP spies all shapes and all colors, all people. And there is something to say, too, about the amount of Chinese immigrant
4: students that come here just for a few years and end up going back and forth for a bit. I know COVID did put a little bit of a dent in that, (laughs) but this is only the spies that we know about, if we can only imagine Mm. how many of these that we don't. Well,
2: some of them, there are two kinds of students. One come by themselves on their family money, their own money. Another kind is sent by the government Mm. and to get even paid by the government. And they have duty to go back and to bring all their knowledge. So think about all the potential, an uh, economic exploitation working in our laboratories and steal the secrets from the high tech companies and take back to China. And I think uh, um, the national security people are aware of this, but it is, it's still mind, you know, like uh, confusing to me. Who let those people come in here into our schools, into the like Harvard, for example, took a lot of money also from China. They do not even report to the Department of Education. You're supposed to report if you take foreign money. And I know? think
4: she's daughter actually went to Harvard, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well Can somebody fact-check me on that? Well-connected, yeah. right? It's, it's interesting and how she ch- didn't choose to go to any, you know, Shanghai University. She chose Harvard University. And they even
2: recruit talent. There's called a, a talent recruiting program in the world by um, Xi. And they remember our... um athletes competed for china team during winter olympics right 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 yeah and she might even maybe choose due citizenship even though china do not allow due citizenship but i don't know if they're gonna make exception for her or not well, and did, her mom did, is
1: from china i thought didn't she resign like are she, or she uh, renounced u.s citizenship to compete for china or something like that
2: yes one gu yeah, i think yeah, uh, yeah she, she like
1: screwed up really bad and cried is that her or was that No, else? it was
2: two different girls. Oh, okay. One, one recruited by Chinese to compete for China and she got so much shame. She was crying because she made a mistake. She did yeah. not win any medals. Another one won the medal, looked like a star and get paid public 30 million dollars endorsement money and mom is from China who wanted her to compete for Chinese team. And, uh, you know, I, I just wonder, maybe many years later, interview them again. So what do you think about China today? How are you trading now? I, I will not blame her if she goes by China and they're living there for a few years, especially during this lockdown. Maybe she will change her mind already. Yeah. I think it's important to mention
4: too that athletes and famous people in China do, don't have any freedom of speech. And if they do speak out in the government in any capacity, people will come for them. So one famous case that's kind of been memory hold is the case of Peng Shua. She's one of the f- most famous tennis stars as a household right. name there in China. She came out with accusations against one of the party leaders Me too. of, Me of too sexual movement, yes. in the Chinese version of the Me Too movement. Right. And she has been... Put on she's lockdown <laughs> essentially and like you'll see because there's been a couple of times where they put her on camera in the most ridiculous scenarios I don't know China has not learned how to you know um, prop their videos very well they do their fake they- videos very well but you could tell she's timid everything's planted and staged and um, Jack Ma is also this very famous guy he was uh, billionaire. billionaire he was outspoken for a little bit as China looked like it was liberalizing a little bit but then we haven't heard from Jake Ma in, Jack and- Ma in years and this well- was one of the most famous guys there and nobody talks about about him anymore jack Mudge. Yeah. It, it's
3: not just celebrities but religious leaders uh yes. cardinal cardinal joseph zen was just arrested in china i mean this is this is an extremely high-ranking person within the catholic church
2: yeah pope made a deal with beijing yep like uh okay in order for the catholic church to exist in china pope will allow beijing to nominate three in like a mm-hmm. bishops for china Maximum three, if after three nominations China's not happy, guess what? we' are gonna pick one mm. it's It's all those deals and Very going on b- yeah, horrible
3: deal yeah, you know, I think the whole deal.
2: world should stand up firm against c c p it It has been evil. And, and, and conditioning Chinese enslave them with their consent by controlling all the press, all the media, all the military, all the natural resources, all the schools. They control everything. It doesn't matter if you're billionaire or not. If you say something, criticize China regulators, some uh, stupid economic laws or something, retire, donate to charity, And do not uh, travel. (laughs) Any threat to the legitimacy
4: of
1: the government, the Chinese government, they will completely... Yes. uh, I saw uh, a great viral post. I forgot the guy, so forgive me for not crediting you. But he said, you know how sometimes countries are bad, they get worse, and so you flee them to somewhere safe? Imagine now that bad government was the entire planet, and that's globalism. So imagine there's nowhere to go, and that's what's scary about the idea of Chinese expansion. The CCP, I'm sorry, the the, the communist. That's how expansion. I
2: feel. I, I have no place to go. I'm I'm fighting here. I'm not going to be like my mother who begged in China before get down on her knees, and that's why I have this. That's why I have this. My. AR-15. <laughs> 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 anyway, anybody so. donate $200, you get a signed copy, I will mail to you. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I need help. I have no place to go, Tim. I don't know where I can go. And, uh, and I even don't know when I can go back to China to see my family and friends. And I don't talk to them about the politics. Some of them are still brainwashed to cheer for the regime. How sad is that? I have one family relative tell me to take one minute to remember Chiang Mai Mao when he had his birthday every December. Your great leader has gone. Let's take one minute silence to remember him. She had no idea how many people he started to test, he murdered. They still don't know because that's how they enslave people by control all the press, all the media, and all the propaganda. So people still say in Kumbaya, I have friends who are locked down for two months in China, in Shanghai, and they still tell me, don't, don't tell Americans. Well, fine. Don't say anything bad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We've seen the videos oh. over the past several years of people screaming at night. When they go out in their balcony, you hear everyone screaming, they're locked in their homes. There's a photo, a guy took his refrigerator, opened it, and pushed it on his balcony because he's got no food. And they, and, and, and they're gonna act like everything's okay. Like the government is, and not Communists. only that,
3: our media is also going to act like everything is okay. Yep. It's not just them; it's us. Well, maybe
1: it's it's communist infiltration. Yep.
2: Well, that look at what happened in Australia, what mm. happened in Germany today, and what happened to um Canada. You know the truckers' freedom. Mm. They have to do this vaccine passport to travel to to ship goods. What's gonna happen now? that those people who lose their jobs, lose their careers, and if you dare not to, you know, um, comply, we we'll free your bank I accounts. Th- <laughs> mm. th- it's...
4: I think this zero COVID policy in China also speaks to the fragility and insecurity of the communist China, uh, Chinese government right now. They know that even if there is a small outbreak, they do not have the hospital capacity right now to deal with any sort of outbreak there. And that will threaten the legitimacy of the CCP that has been dwindling. Moreover, they have a Sinovac right now. Their vaccine is trash compared to our vaccine. So one plus one for, for our pharmaceutical. Socialist
2: company. medicine. China has a socialist medicine. I had a friend on trip. Player, wanted to get into hospital reform, have a, like a half and um, private half, even governmental hospital. They destroyed everything he owned. He totally failed on that project, almost just become totally poor again. It's horrible. They do, they, they control certain industries. Healthcare is one of them. They do not want you to use a free market a little bit to, to build more hospitals, more clinics, later house, later doctors prep privately practiced no it's totally regulated so when you have a, such a big uh, aging population right people are getting old and when child policy sometimes you cannot even take care of you like a uh, two both very old parents and you rely on health care but then you don't have a hospital capacity and now nurses doctors are going out doing madness massive testing testing you know and by the time you want to go to the hospital they're gonna make you wait for hours until your test is uh, Negative to mm-hmm. admit you by the time you're dead. I saw this woman deliver baby without even anything under her butt. No. A baby came out on the rope because she was waiting for the test to come back. That's four hours wait. I think he has gone total mad. I, I'm really worried about my family and friends. And also worry about the world economy, the food supply, our supply chains. China port, like Shanghai, is 13% about the export, you know, like goods coming out from Shanghai. It stopped for two months. That's why people cannot get their supplies. We need to re-look at China, the market, relook look at our supply chains. We need to be smart to compete very, you know, competitively in the global economy. Otherwise, we're renowned on those uh, totalitarian regimes, like you rely on Putin for oil, Venezuela for oil instead of drill in your own country, and buy high prices now, like the Biden administration is doing it's, it. Don't you think it's kind of crazy? It just don't make sense at all? But they're doing it. At the same time, they're sending $40 billion printed money to mm-hmm. Ukraine. How about Americans who have to pay high prices of gas and diesel. In New Hampshire, diesel is like $6.30 per gallon.
3: And it's interesting, our money, uh, or our government has been spending billions of dollars on Ukraine. The Chinese government has been spending insane amounts of money buying corn futures in the United States, Mm. betting on the price of food here Mm.
2: to go up. So that, um, you know, um, who is going to really care about regular Americans live in this country and face all those challenges? And um, I I know I know it's a, both Republican Democrats vote for this, it's kind of sad for me to see. I I I I think that if I do get elected, I probably will join some Liberty Republicans um, and and uh, to make some sense. And so we need the people coming in to vote for the primary, vote for Liberty populist grassroots candidates who really will speak for the common people of this country. And then instead, of, I don't know who they're speaking to, what they're benefiting are uh, they benefiting their colonies themselves or industrial complex or what? Lily, can I follow- oh.
1: I want I want to jump to the story. Um we often criticize the great firewall of China and the manipulation they have on social media and they, on the internet and the news people can get access to like uh, the Ten- Tiananmen Square massacre like you can't find out things about it. Mm-mm. We have the story from timcast.com Twitter unveils crisis misinformation policy. Content labeled false by the platform will be hidden during catastrophes or emergencies. Wow. Yeah, you know exactly where that's going. We've got all these videos coming out, uh, out of Ukraine. One of them was, I love this news story. It was like, cessation of hostilities in Mariupol. And it's like, what does that mean? And then you actually dig into it, and it's like, oh, a surrender from the Ukrainians and victory for, for the Russians. But they don't want that to be the message that Ukraine is losing. This is what I feared with the, uh, the US disinformation, uh, board, the DHS disinformation board, that, The goal was to put out talking points like, here's a list of fake news. Then Twitter could go, oh, we're just, we're just taking down things that the government has said is fake news. So the government is working through Twitter to censor information. Now that got shut down. Twitter seems to be, I I don't know if that was, that was ever going to happen, but Twitter is moving forward with censorship anyway. Now you're not going to know what's really happening in the world. Yeah. They're, 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 we, we are following the footsteps of everything we claim to be against with the Great Firewall of China. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's why I fear the country. I love becoming the country left. That's my campaign slogan because everything I see is like somebody wants to rule over us and taking the tactics and terms and strategies all straight from a Communist Party's playbook. Who are those people? What do they want? What kind of country we want to live in? I'm, I'm 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 terrified that you know I I don't know.
1: I think so, when you, when you look at the Project Veritas exposé, you start to realize who these people at Twitter really are—the mm-hmm. true believers. The people we, we had that one guy who said they want to change the world. You know, they're here for the mission or whatever. These are cult zealots. This is this is brainwashed psychotic cult behavior.
2: But you know what? Those people don't realize they will be mm-hmm. thrown under the bus. No, they're the first out. Yep. out
1: people need to understand is the one thing that we all understand is that the people who foment revolution are the first to be purged after the revolution why? because the people running the new government know who overthrew the last one mm-hmm. they don't want it to happen to them mm-hmm. yeah I mean we're
3: already seeing it happen on a smaller scale at the social level I mean people who were considered on the left yesterday are being destroyed by the left today the revolution eats its own children that's always how it goes That's why
2: why our kids are so important for somebody. Parents should be parents' responsibility if schools are not teaching that, a real history. So we do not repeat, you know, this kind of human tragedies. You know, millions and millions are going to die, already dead. It's like, uh, how come are we just repeating this horrible, horrible stories? Like I was having like PTSD last two years. Mm -hmm. to see what happened in our country because it brings back all my horrible childhood memories.
3: Well, let me ask you, Lily, what can we do in the United States to avoid the fate that your country is experiencing or the country which you came from is experiencing?
2: I think uh, we have to um, start to wake up ourselves. Um, Once we wake up, we need to keep our family, our friends, our neighbors close, regardless political party, regardless who they are. They might be very lefty social justice warriors. I want to go to talk to them. Because when I have a face-to-face talk with people, have a, hopefully they allow me to tell my stories, have a several conversation like we sit down here. Maybe they will start wonder, oh, she has a credibility to tell her personal story. Maybe I need to look at a different source of information. Lots of people don't know the truth because they have been conditioned for years to believe in their own source of information. You know, it's like a, they have this virtue sickness. They think they are right. They think, uh, like, I got demonized all the time to, you know, say I'm an evil Republican. I'm a racist. I, I cuddle to the white nationalists or some all kind of name calling. <laughs> Those people even don't know me. They even don't know me. Like They hate my gun picture. They think that uh, it's like, why? Why are you doing this? That's so scary. I'm a five one. Okay, aging woman. What is my leverage? Can I, can I tell you guys? Can I tell you something funny?
1: So, uh, just to the to the left of where just where I'm pointing, we have an actual model 1861 Union Civil War rifled musket. Never been fired, mint condition. I'm a fan of history, and uh, it's 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 the least dangerous. It's not legally a gun because you have to you know muzzle load it like the old school days. And we've had several guests on this show who are liberal. They won't touch it. They're they're You're like, whoa, yeah, they're they're terrified <laughs> of it. Without saying who exactly, but I come in here and um, we have real guns, and uh, I can bring in someone like Thomas Massey, and he and he's like, oh yeah, 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 wonderful, great. And then we handle, we have everything safe, everything secured. We have safes and all that stuff for any any real firearm. But uh, the libertarians, the conservatives, are like they know how to handle it. They know how to be safe. And anybody we're not sure of, we, we have like a dummy. I always give people a, 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 something that can't actually fire. Give them the rules, and if they handle it improperly, they're cut off. You can't touch any guns anymore. Yeah. But these we have up here are are uh, antiques. And when when I come in with with somebody who's a libertarian or conservative. You know, they'll pick it up, they know the rules, they don't point at anybody, even though this thing is so far from firing, it's, it's, you know, not, it's out of the question. Mm-hmm. And then when we have these liberal guests, I'm like, do you want to, you t- you t- take a look at the Union Civil And they're like, no, oh, 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 I can't touch that. I'm scared.
2: See, <laughs> so that's the saying. Uh, when I first came to this country, I never touched gun in China. You do feel scared of guns for some reason, uh, because you just had no knowledge how to use it, how to train to use it properly, right? But, uh, my husband, you know, from Texas, they took me to shooting range and they show me how to, you know, and you know, train a little bit. At the beginning, I scare everybody. I just pick up guns, like point at everybody. Oh no, 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 no! It's like that's the first wrong thing you did. It's like you point at people. I well, oh, I didn't know, because I just like, oh, what is this? What is that? So they show me, they train me, and when I first fire a shot, I f- it's like a, it was a, like a shocking to me. It's like a, I actually feel very empowered. Empowered. I never had that feeling. Because, like, I was just afraid of guns. I was afraid of guns because we're conditioned to believe that.
1: I think for me, the power was scary. Like, not like I was terrified of it, but it was just, like, the realization of how much power you actually had at that moment. That no one, no one could say anything to you. And it's like, you have to be responsible. Yeah. You have to understand when you're, when you're holding that weapon. Mm. I think it's funny when people like Joe Biden are like, get a shotgun. And I'm like, wow, Really? He's yeah let off three blasts. I was like, what are you that, talking Yeah, fire about? in the air, whatever. It's like, Some, first of you all, idiot. Like, so, when uh, when when we went to a range and we had an instructor talking to us, the 12 gauge was the one that actually scared everybody. You know, the the 556 people were the, the you know the AR-15 people were just like, oh wow, you know, I didn't expect that. But the 12 gauge hurt people's shoulders, and it was like, yeah, the shotgun is probably not the right thing for a beginner. But you get people like Joe Biden, these liberals who don't know anything about guns, and they're just like, you get a shotgun, you're fire it. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Talk to an expert. Go to, you know, if you go to the, if you go to your your gun store, your firearms uh, uh, dealer. Ask them for expertise and you definitely want to get training because I'm, I'm far from an expert, but you know, there's a lot of things that I was surprised by.
2: Does he have a misinformation all the time? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> it's like on TV. This, this on the- is,
1: I, I want to correct something. I said
3: three blasts. Let me read the full quote from him just so you can, we can answer that question. Does, just Joe spread misinformation often? This was, this was him talking to his wife, all right? I said, Jill, if there's ever a problem, just walk out on the balcony here. Walk out on the balcony here, okay? Walk out, put the double-barrel shotgun, and fire two blasts outside the house. What? (laughs) Firstly, firstly, I mean, without even considering how unbelievably dangerous that is, he said a double-barrel shotgun. So waste all of your ammo. Now you have to reload. Also, no, do not aimlessly fire a gun outside of your balcony. He didn't say point it up. He said, walk out, put that double-barrel shotgun and fire two blasts outside the house.
1: What does that? What does that mean?
3: It means the man was slightly less declined cognitively at this point because the sentence structure works, but
1: what he's saying is insane. I like how he's your double barrel. It's like okay, I guess. <laughs> Do you think I think Jill carries a double barrel shotgun around? But, but also, why would you? He's, he's an old guy. It's like mm-hmm. what is Elmer um, Fudd? He's. Yeah. I'm, gonna a, I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get a double barrel for home defense.
2: So he's what do you think about uh, what do you think about Elon Musk said that whoever controls his teleprompter is a controlling <laughs> running this country? It's like, what's that it's, like?
1: It's, it's funny because it's halfway to the point of saying he's puppeted, but it's also, he called him Ron Burgundy, that if whatever, <laughs> if whatever gets written, he says. And it's true. P- people need to understand this too. One of the reasons Joe Biden will stutter or, or pause or ramble is because the prompter, prompters get stuck. Mm-hmm. You'll notice it with Tucker Carlson. And I maybe I'm wrong but you know having worked with teleprompters Tucker will say things where he'll be like now we're hearing that the government wants to allow an illegal immigrants it's wrong they actually. shouldn't do that actually and that last <laughs> sentence is nothing he's not saying anything it's filler because the prompter's rolling and he needs to say something as the next words oh. come up, oh. and I, I, so I, Joe Biden will just be like, oh, get <laughs> "Well, and it's I, I want to like in the quote, Biden. He says he lives in like a wooded
3: and somewhat secluded area before saying this, but still very bad advice. Like, don't. <laughs> it's
2: still, st- <laughs> yeah.
1: Fire off, fire off what you got, and then yeah. have nothing. And yeah. well, work.
2: I think I think the middle term is coming. I heard. Have you heard the the last uh, like uh, last uh, ten states who had a. Uh, primary i heard there were like a record turnout Dang. for the republican primaries really yes and matt Kippy free the people told me mm. this morning said uh, you know i think uh, um it's it's a message sending out to the whole country and regardless what the, you know, Democrats are doing, you know, they, they're trying to use the, you know, like their base. And, you know, they're still I was told don't go walk to the Supreme Court because there might be lots of protests. Let's there. Check, check this
1: out. We got this from the New York Post. GOP primary turnout suggests red wave in November midterms. Republican primary voters showed up in droves to take part in Tuesday's contests. As of midday Wednesday, Republican voters made up 54.9% of the turnout in Idaho, Kentucky, North Carolina, Oregon, and Pennsylvania, according to data compiled by JMC Analytics and polling. The figure jumps to 60.9% of turnout when all 10 states that have held primary so far this year are included. Whoa! See? That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, wow. In quote, In every state where I've been measuring turnout changes relative to previous midterms, I'm seeing a clear advantage on the Republican side. Oh man. Oh, boy. Well so, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, what? maybe,
2: maybe no matter what they're gonna do, that uh, maybe some people are waking up, especially independent. Mm-hmm. Even I, moderate Democrats, I hope moderate Democrats are saying what they voted for is not what the, they expect to have. Look, right at, now. look, at,
1: look at Elon Musk. He tweeted just the other day that for the first time he's voting Republican. Mm-hmm. People are waking up. And I think that's not, a very— n- I'm sorry, but well, not that voting Republican is going to save yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs>
3: that, that, that's what I was about to say. Absolutely. I mean, vote Republican over Democrat 100%. But, you know, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. Unfortunately, in the Republican Party, the weakest link uh, is it's the elected <laughs> leadership. Yeah. <laughs> and so what I would like to ask you, Lily, is what do you think the Republicans should do if they are able to take power?
2: I think uh, we should uh, come out strongly to um tell people you know why we are different from the Democrats party. So we need to differentiate ourselves. Have you noticed in the past like uh, 30 40 years like uh everything just shift to the more and more left? Mm-hmm.
3: Oh yeah. Then what
2: is, then what is the difference? So it's like uh, I just get uh, dragged and dragged and and everything's going to left. No, we we have to say where is the party for small, limited government and more freedom for small working men and for Americans first you you have to differentiate yourself. They say when it comes to right, I mean there are lots of uh, you know women's issues around. We need to come out publicly support parental rights and also girls women' sports right mm-hmm. there, there are lots of women who play women's sports. And uh, now it's like they walk. is basically it's like where are the democrats who are traditionally feminist. Now they're not supporting the, the girl sports and the and SCEO is it quiet about this. I come out publicly public support girls women sports. Biological men should not compete mm-hmm. in women girls' sports. And how about also in our presence? You have this walk prison system, if you are prisoner, you are biological male, you say identify as female, you go to woman's room, and you got this woman prisoner pregnant. Yeah. How do we protect those women? Yeah. So there are lots of things that are so confusing and the left side is not consistent at all yeah. when it comes to say, oh, we are actually for women. Yeah, when, only when it comes to abortion issues, they support women's rights to choose. How about other issues? They Absolutely. don't talk about it. Yeah, it's when, it, when it comes
1: when it comes to women's sports, they certainly mm. don't have a right to choose.
3: Yeah, just uh, only when it comes to killing babies. We actually did a cartoon about this, this exact thing. I want to ch- encourage you all to check it out. But it's leftist rediscovering biology for this exact reason. All of a sudden, <laughs> well, only women should be able to talk about this. Now they have a, a definition of womanhood and what a woman
4: is. Lily, I wanted to follow up with you. Um, I believe earlier you said you were against the forty billion dollar Ukraine aid that we'd be sending them. Um, as the resident neocon, I want I wanted to ask you, as we continue, as Russia continues to be isolated on the world stage, they're more desperate for countries to trade with. One of the countries that is capable and seemingly willing to do so has been China. What would you say to somebody who says that we should support Ukraine so the Chinese understand that whatever they try to do with Taiwan, they're going to face a similar result that is what's going on in um, Ukraine right now, and that by sending $40 billion to Ukraine right now, Xi Jinping is getting the message that if he messes around in Taiwan, you know, Taiwan might get $80 billion in arms funds. So how would you respond to somebody who says that to stand strong against China, we need to send strong messages to Russia because, again, Russia is needs China right now now to continue surviving how would you respond to something like that they do
2: have alliance and they call each other unlimited partners um here's what i say first of all if i do get elected office so what do we do i swear to protect the defend? it's not foreign countries it's united states constitution right that's what the rand paul said he voted he said uh, also think about all of those enemies want to see destruction of America. If we demonize our economy, we become very weak because we are creating money from thin air and inflation goes super high. And then we are putting all those printed money into foreign countries so like uh, defend Ukraine, even though I'm very sympathetic to our Ukraine people, then United States is gone. So how can we be the leader in the free world to defend freedom, democracy? if our economy is destroyed.
4: Absolutely. And if I could follow up there, so... Um, the CCP constantly, you know, invades Taiwan's so- sovereign airspace and their sovereign waters. Threatening, yes, yeah, threatening, yeah. Yeah, so they intrude on these waters and the United States has helped go through those Straits of Taiwan and try to establish mm-hmm. some sort I guess my question here would be, if China did invade Taiwan, do you think that we should send military aid to Taiwan in that situation?
2: Well, that, uh, certainly you will not print all that money to do that big, right? There's uh, so much stuff you can do. I don't understand our leaders. How come? are not really pushed for peace talks. Why?
4: But specifically, if China did decide to invade Taiwan, do you think the United States should fund them? As we already work with Taiwan in some capacity, as mm-hmm. do we do many of South Korea, Japan, but should we send arms the same way that we are doing so now to Ukraine, to Taiwan if invaded by China? Because as I see it, without our assistance, again, Ukraine would have fell in, in two weeks, and without our assistance to Taiwan, Taiwan would fall in two weeks. Well,
2: it depends on, like, uh, right now, I think the policy they have, they're kind of wish-washy, it used to be only one China. Right, only one China, one China Taiwan two systems. Yeah, well, that did not work out for Hong Kong people, mm. and uh, so so morally and strongly, economically, we have ties with Taiwan. Taiwan has eighty percent of the world microchip supplies. So, of course, China's eyes on those too. But we should send a very strong message to China now instead of waiting for them to invent Taiwan. The consequences will be unbearable for you. Here is one, two, three, four. You got to lay out right now preventively. I've been calling on Biden to do that. I will help him if he calls me. And and also that when it comes to alliances, you got Japan, Taiwan all against China. You got India is also... And see China as threat. You have all those aging countries. We need to form alliance with them right now. So prevent China from taking Taiwan. We have been supplying weapons to Taiwan already because we do lots also trade with Taiwan. But the morally, emotionally, you know, we, we will support Taiwan, but the sense you don't want to push China to even Taiwan. You should send them a message now, say we're going to do this, this, that. So. Don't, you know, China of course is ruled by man right now. but also, be honest with you, China's internal economy, is, is weak. And they, 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 did a back down, even in supporting of uh, Putin, because there's some messages to send to China. But, uh, but uh, when it comes to the, um, um, Taiwan, it's kind of funny. And the Chinese people are indoctrinated to say, oh, Taiwan is a part of China. We need to liberate Taiwan at uh, what cost? And uh, they don't know. They're just propagandized. And the Taiwanese these people, actually, they see what happened to Hong Kong. They don't want the one country, two systems. And I think the good strategy is also for them to stay status quo. Mm-hmm. So you don't push either side. You you, you my strategy would be you don't push Taiwan to declare independence. That would just provoke China. Mm-hmm. But you also don't cut out to China. Let them to do whatever they want. So you need to have some kind of balance. Foreign policy is all about um, diplomatic balances, alliances, and also negotiate from strength, not weakness. Well, then right then now like- we are not strong if,
1: if right now we got word that china had launched a, a ground invasion in taiwan do you think the u.s should intervene wait boots on the ground or send military aid to some okay so should the u.s help in any way like so we've got strike groups we've we you know we've we've sailed through the strait of taiwan and stuff with our carriers mm-hmm. i'm curious if you think if China were to say, you know, like right now the, the, the Taiwan sent out an emergency call, China is, is doing a hard invasion right now, should the U.S. intervene?
2: Well, it depends on what you mean intervene. I do not support we have war with China. I don't. We're not in the position to have any wars, and the Congress should declare war if they are going to declare war officially per the Constitution duties. I have been in this country for almost 34 years, and I have seen endless wars, not declared by Congress, but just by executive branch. And there are some people, like, they always want to, you know, constantly, you know, meddling in the world affairs, where our country is getting weaker and weaker.
4: So no boots on the ground, but let's say it was a similar situation where we want to send $40 billion worth of arms to Taiwan. What do you think about that? Well,
2: you you can look at the specific numbers, and they already sent lots of money to Ukraine. It ran out very quick. And do we have the list of stuff spent on? And for this bill, people don't have time to read and to debate. Then boom, print now, sent to Ukraine. And uh, then how do we keep track? Do you know how much billions of dollars the COVID stimulus money wasted? Even Bill Maher is very upset about that.
3: <laughs>
2: you know, you think he's liberal, but he's like, a, what happens? Why are they still putting money? We cannot even keep track of how many billions of dollars got the fraud, you know, scammed.
1: There, there, That's how they handle your money. There are
2: similarities,
1: a lot of similarities between Ukraine and Taiwan. But I also think that there's really big differences like the... The already diplomatic ties we have with Taiwan, the already military agreements, the fact that China's not just threatening Taiwan, that they've actually been sinking Vietnamese ships, that they've been threatening war with Australia, that they've been doing uh, essentially drive-bys of Alaskan and Hawaiian waters. So while we do have issues with Russia, the issue with China is very, very similar, but also relatively different. I, I would probably fall into the, man, I would not want to see a war with China, Mm-hmm. And and the and the conflict would be akin to if Russia and and Cuba like if 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 the U.S. if Russia invaded Guantanamo Bay or like not not not, not that they, they really would it's not the same thing but the proximity I mean so I'd probably say it's a really bad idea if China invaded right now for us to send in physical intervention at I, that point it's like if it gets to that point we've lost Taiwan
4: yeah I think there's a, a big there's a, there's a lot of issues that are going on here but also that it would happen quickly
1: um, right. They, and also, they, would, they would surround it and then they're in
4: when despots get um desperate to gin up support from their population they go to war and many Chinese people Chinese citizens are primed to believe Taiwan is a part of their country so in order to drum support in a desperate time Xi Jinping may launch on you know a bad strategically poor attack on Taiwan and trying to drum up support at home I think Putin's also trying to do something similar with that but Lily what do you and think? So is Biden yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow. that's why
2: that's why you know I, I don't know what they did before even Putin went to Ukraine. You know, it's like a, you know, you saw the signs on the wall. How come there's no negotiations and no, you know, sections put into place? I think right now there, we got to send a very clear message to China. What's going to happen if you do take this step? And, and also at the same time we need to rethink about, you know, uh, make our, um, Country competitive again for all the manufactured jobs that all sent to China before, and it's like a, um people always blame corporations. Corporation got to make money, right? They got to go where the cheap labor is and cheap goods are. But the thing is, so they higher taxes in America and also too much regulation. It's like you're pushing private business people out to. You know, source overseas. So if you want to really have a um, pro America, you know, like Americans first, then you need to cut the regulations. You need to cut the taxes to bring those uh, jobs home. And, and, uh, and, and why do we want to rely on those countries anyway? Because we, I think as Americans, we had a delusion about China. Oh, if they just do free market capital, them get rich and they will become democratic country. It did not happen. Yep. It got worse. China is going backwards now. They are talking about this Cultural Revolution 2.0 in China. As I said, white guards, red guards. And Xi Jinping wants people now study his or Xi's little red books. Remember Mao's little red books? She has Xi Jinping's thoughts. Yeah, A red app for you to download on your phone when you mm-hmm. study, past tests. Yes, your social credit score go up. That's how they keep track of you. It's a red app.
3: Yeah, it, it's very sad and I think very telling, uh, unfortunately, about American psychology and even American conservatism, that there was a very uh, popular idea that as long as we introduced the mechanisms that would allow China be, to, to become more economically prosperous, they would become a country that has values in line with ours, and as well as a, a country that behaves well and doesn't oppress its own people. And there was no reason for believing that. But unfortunately, what's happened is people have responded to Marxism by adopting its premises, but trying to argue from a different position. So rather than giving what the conservative or traditional response should have been, which is, well, Marxists are wrong because there's more to the world than what is purely material, and simply having material prosperity does not make a country good or virtuous and doesn't necessarily solve its problems. What conservatives (laughs) ended up saying was, and what the neoliberal order ended up saying was, well, Actually, it is the case that being materially prosperous solves all of your problems, but capitalism does that rather than communism.
4: I think we tried to free trade our way into relationships with China and Russia. And like this upcoming era is us seeing that failure at doing so. So the idea was liberalize China, trade with China, ping pong diplomacy, you know, Mm -hmm. try to become closer. And then if we're tied together, then there's less risk of a conflict. Germany had the same idea with Russia. Nord Stream 1, let's do another Nord Stream pipeline. For the past decades, people were warning Germany it's, this is going to be used as a political tool against them. Mm-hmm. But no, Germany argued that we need to liberalize free uh, free trade with Russia in um, integrating our societies and our businesses together. will help avoid conflict. But we're seeing these despots and authoritarian regimes just use this um, as a leverage against uh, other countries around the world. Absolutely. And it's because...
3: We don't understand their thinking. So this They're is something naive. Lauren yeah. Southern said on the show, but basically the Chinese government understands the way that America thinks very well. That's why they come out in sport of BLM and say, they say the American police are racist, even though China is a horrifically, or the, the Chinese Communist Party is a horrifically racist regime. You
2: know, during COVID shutdown, they kick out lots of black people living in China.
1: McDonald's banned them, didn't
4: it? A viral yeah, moment and there's, it.
2: A, there's a sign to say... You cannot go inside the McDonald's to eat. Worse, eat they
4: breakfast. have camps for Uyghurs. Um, Cultural genocide, th- that, that, yes. And know. and, so, and the, the racist CCP. So. Say the
2: thing is, uh, our war corporations like uh, Disney, I and mean, they they have business with China, and and uh, China is actually you know very racist country, and uh, they were subject to their rules, but uh, they're doing the totally opposite here. It's like a uh, There's no consistency. Mm. So it's all follow the money, right? You know, like the same thing. And and uh, so I don't know. Say China has leverage also against the free world because lots of free world countries rely on China for supply chains. And they also look at Chinese, 1.4 billion of them. Think about how much money we can make from their market. And the Chinese government knows that. They use their leverage to negotiate, to say, hey, if you... um." support me in the United States, then manage to go to, you know, like China market, you know, BlackRock mm. is managing China's mm. painting funds.
4: It's interesting that you mentioned that they import most of their resources, but if somebody could fact check me on this, I believe they import 80% of their oil. So a quick blockade wow. with... Um, some of our, you know, we have a ton of different, our Navy is the true blue water Navy on the planet, so it was a was that I no, Well, no,
3: I, I hear what you're saying. Oh. I'm actually looking this up right now to, to yeah,
2: see. Yeah, uh, another thing is that because the free
4: trade, uh, like, uh, American free trade has facilitated the CCP in being the country that it's trying to be, so thanks to our ability and allowing free trade to exist on the world's waters, they're able to import and export. They don't need to pay to trust that, you know, the trading will work out, but in the future, as we're seeing, you know, this world order kind of breakdown we'll be seeing less of that so
2: it's not reliable when you have a politically dictatorship right hmm. even though I love free trade I love yes I we all hope that free trade will bring people together and don't fight the wars but they're saying though when you trade with a dictatorship country like Russia or China guess what you get one crazy leader that's not reliable all of a sudden. You can have supply chain issues, they can cut you out and they can bully you and and, and they will use the money they made from you to go expand their power. Have you heard about China Dream? Xi Jinping has a China Dream. By 2049, China will be number one dominant economical and political military power in the world. How is it going to achieve that? Bring down United States. Mm. so and, we, that's and, why we need to be well, careful
3: there's the old saying it's attributed to lenin though who knows if he said it that the capitalists will sell
1: us the rope with which we will hang them mm. exactly yeah yeah we've given away our manufacturing yeah our borders have fallen and now you have the talk of these uh these these big international treaties which on the surface don't sound all that alarming and then when you realize that we don't make our own medicine if China right now just cut us off from manufacturing, we'd be in serious trouble. Like if we actually went to war, we we are we are we are in trouble. I suppose the the neoliberal idea was if we have these trade agreements between nations, the war wouldn't happen, but all that happened was China started using it to manipulate us. Mm-hmm. And this, put us at risk.
4: This next era of the supply chains completely breaking down and countries having to self-produce or, or just with their allies is going to have huge consequences. Lily, you mentioned earlier it was like 80% of the semiconductors in the world are produced on Taiwan. Microchips, yes. There's going to be huge consequences to that. Other other things like oil, mm-hmm. a, a lot of these places is, is all focused in one part of the earth. So free trade kind of helped facilitate that in trade. But as we see that break down, um, the consequences will be dire.
2: I still think... Let the uh, immigrants like me still say America is still the shining city on the hill for freedom lovers all over the world. So, how are we going to focus on our efforts and time and to actually, you know, defend, protect our country sometimes from enemies within? It's a big question. So, I of course, if we could, you know, morally, diplomatically, economically help other countries, that's great. But uh, right now, I'm just worried about America is gonna fall, mm. and then what are we gonna do? Who are we gonna help? Are we gonna subject to the 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 United Nations? <laughs> well, they, they they give up our sovereignty, and and uh, but you know China is one of the major players in the United Nations. They're on the Council of Human Rights. They're on one of the, the security national security. Council,
4: national security. on anything, yeah. And
2: the WHO actually did work with them and cover up the COVID and and uh, telling the truth to the world. And we don't even go after China to say, where is arranging of the COVID? Where is your patient zero? And Instead of we're just buying lots of PPE from them. Yeah, it, it, it just does not make sense.
1: Let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show if you really do like it, and become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to have that member segment coming up for you at 11 p.m., and I think it might end up being, uh, particularly not family friendly, as it usually is not family friendly, but this one might be really just not for, not for the, uh, not for the family. Let's read some super chats. Alright, what well, we got here? Christina H says Lily with a whole bunch of emojis with hearts in the eyes. Aw. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Anna says, Tim's looking like a mint chocolate chip snack.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. You color. I love it. too.
1: Indeed. Yes. Mr. Sly Trip says, bulk shirts for the win. What, is that? what does that mean, bulk shirts? I did oh. buy like just a big stack of these shirts. Yeah, I think that
3: that's, that's like, what it means. You just
1: have yeah. a bunch of shirts in bulk. Yeah. Yeah, actually, ones. I have like I, I have like 50 of those gray shirts. I always buy tons of the same shirt because I wear the same shirt forever.
3: Well, but now you've yeah. leveled up. This is like Tim 2.0. You got enough XP and the outfit changes. Well, it's
1: funny because people will make, like, memes of me, but it'll be me wearing the uh, gray and black baseball tee from, like, fix five or six years ago. Mm. And then it's just like, man, I haven't, I haven't worn that shirt in years, and they're making memes about it. It's like, do you even watch anything I make? Because that's, like, a long... No, they don't. They don't. Is it
4: Justin them. Teal, or does? do you have other colors, too? Oh,
1: yeah, other colors. Nice. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's just, like, black and gray. Mm. And then, like, I have this one. And then I got the... Uh, uh, the uh black and gold for uh Andy, R C T O Sweet. The the uh and and cap colours and right. the mm. colours.
2: Best colours. The best mm.
1: colors. <laughs> okay. Uh Bobby Bob yells, Dragon Lady is that, is that, uh, is that considered disrespectful or is that considered a funny thing?
2: Well, it's funny you call Dragon Lady because I was born in a dragon year, oh, which no. is the most auspicious Chinese zodiac, yes. you know, out of 12. So I will take that as a compliment, but I'm Tiger Mom in this Tiger years. <laughs> For Dragon Lady, that's right. Well, I'm the um, positive Dragon Lady. <laughs> Do you
4: guys remember when the – I believe it was the lieutenant governor of Virginia was elected, the picture they used for her? It was a black woman holding a gun. It would be so awesome if Lily were to have a successful campaign and if this was the picture that I they agree. used when they had to say that <laughs> Lily was the winner in her New Hampshire um, second congressional district. So be sure to check
1: her out.
2: That's right. Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right. Trent Laywell says, hey, Tim, after listening to last night's members-only segment, I just have to ask, don't you think the Ukrainian people deserve autonomy? Yes, they do. They should be responsible for themselves and their attempts to get it. And it's—I uh, um, mean, it's—it's—it's it, it's, it's difficult. I have, I have Ukrainian friends, and I certainly don't like what Russia is doing. But I think—I think the U.S. is overstepping in a million ways. It's—it's it's one thing to be like, "Hey, we're going to provide military aid to this country." It's another thing to be like, "We're going to provide military aid. We're going to send border border troops to uh, Poland to deal with the influx of Im- of uh, refugees." We're going to send U.S. forces for for training. We're going to send $54 billion at a time when our economy is crumbling. And then we're going to provide the intelligence to be used by the Ukrainians for blowing up Russian flagships. And I'm just like, it's one thing to be like, let's help this country. It's another thing to be like, we're directly at war with Russia and lying about it. All right. Adrian Contreras says, oh, my God, I want to give this lady a huge hug. Also, was monkeypox ground zero, the Wuhan monkey virology research center? (laughs) Interesting. Perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. No, I I don't know where monkeypox is. I think someone went to Canada and they came back. Massachusetts. Now they have it. All right. OMG Puppy says there are two kinds of monkeypox. This one is less dangerous. 1% fatal and not easy to transmit. Only contagious after symptoms appear. The Congo version is 10% fatal, but this is the Nigerian version. Ah yes, yes, yes. Well all right. Jerkoff Juggernaut says, "Hey Timmy, might want to look into why Samsung decided to add the Azov flag into their emoji list. What? Did they really? I'm why? At right
2: now? That can't Wait. be. That can't I'm be true." Looking that
1: the Azov Battalion is becoming like,
4: um, uh, amazingly is the wrong word to describe it, but amazingly mainstream. Um, so I've been covering these Ukraine protests that happened weekly in New York City. So first it started off with just, yeah, we love Ukraine. Then the next one, there were chants specifically for the Azov Battalion, which I posted to Twitter, got a couple million views, no big deal. Then the next protest was specifically, we support the Azov Battalion. <laughs> and like a dozen people with what? signs of the actual wolf's angel Wolf's angle, which was a controversial symbol used by the SS Panzer Division and other neo-Nazi, um, groups. But it was just so interesting how normalized they became so quickly and how public they were willing to be with these extremely controversial, um, symbols. So.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, because the left doesn't have any actual principles. If, yeah. if a group is not useful to them, if it's hateful, if it's uh, useful to hate a group, they hate them. If it's expedient, they don't. Uh, this is why, you know, Hitler and, uh, and
1: Stalin had a deal, right? We've seen communists and Nazis work together in the past. Yeah. David C. Cronk Sr. says, Conspiracy theory. Tim Pool starts monkeypox Scare so that he can continue playing Fauci for Freedom Tunes. <laughs> we, haven't had, right. we haven't had a Fauci episode in a long time. I know. That's
3: why That's why you ran out of the nice shirts and you have to go to the, the teal ones. You can't know, afford I, it
1: anymore, man. The, the, the button-ups were too expensive. I leased them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 300 he bucks a month.
3: I don't buy it. That's for fools. You lose 80% of the value as soon as you take that shirt off the lot.
1: That's right. As soon as you clip that tag. Yep. All right. Sam... Whitehurst says, I have a friend who is so black-billed that he believes the potential collapse is inevitable and will be so great that no one will survive. I'm very worried about him but don't know how to give him hope. Any advice? I certainly think that we're we're headed for a major collapse in a variety of ways, but that I I don't think anything's going to be bad for any of us. I was going to say is your friend Tim maybe? No, right. <laughs> no, but the idea that the collapse happens and everyone just dies. It's like Absolutely. here's 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 what I here's what I imagine. I imagine there will be some kind of collapse your buying power will go down. Gas will be fifteen to twenty dollars a gallon. The economy will just will crumble to a great degree. Everyone will have to become subs- substantially more personally responsible, and they will. And there will be a period of great strife. But within a few months, you'll probably have adapted to it, and we'll all probably just start to rebuild. And it's it's not the apocalypse. You know, I think I think humans are uh, adaptive and and clever, so things can break apart, but I think we'll we'll build them back up. I mean, for me out here in the middle of nowhere it might be a bit more relaxing. Just go out and tend to the chickens all day. There you go. And eat, eat the wine berries. I, I'm so excited for wine berry season, you guys. Look, well, I would say this,
3: it's much easier said than done, but I think one of the key components to this is helping your friend realize that the things that make his life more comfortable prior to this collapse he believes is going to happen are not the things that give
4: his life meaning. Mm. A lot of people use being black pilled as an excuse to be nihilist and not do a lot with their lives. Yes. But if you're gonna be black pilled, at least be black pilled in the direction where you're like, F it, I'm actually gonna do as much whatever I wanted to do with my life because of the black pill. So there's two directions you could take it, but
2: I I still have uh hope for America. I'm uh, still optimistic. Hmm. That's why I'm fighting. We just need a lot more to push back and to do little things our own way to help, to prevent this. Otherwise uh, imagine the world would be a very dark place mm. if Amen. if American yep. falls, right? Amen. And it's I appreciate a dark place your attitude. Where American about
4: it liberty is dim. It's it's a dark world. Yeah, that's why it's time
2: dim. to push back now. You cannot just say, Oh I'm afraid to be called racist. I'm uh, I'm afraid to lose my job, lose my career, lose my business but you're going to lose everything anyway. Yeah. It's better just get involved and activate it now before it's too late, right? That's why I always tell people, hey, you can always move to New Hampshire before it's too late. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: All right. Julian says, Tim, it's time for you to start a skate team and make rad videos like Land Yachts. We have that in the works, actually. We're building our new facility. I'm mm-hmm. talking with some really great construction guys. We're going to be building an awesome new, new studio and recreational and work facility. And we've got some plans for it. We actually have a whole bunch of skateboards. we have Timcast skateboards of all sizes, and we have step on snack and find out skateboards. We have a ton of them. I think we have like a hundred of them or wow no maybe like sixty or seventy a lot of them skateboards well, the decks like the wood part. i don't I don't know what I'm what I, I just I got them because I was like these are cool and I thought the step no the step on snack and find out show sure was hilarious and it sold really well, so I made skateboards. Maybe we should sell them because people would probably want to buy those. yeah,
2: we should do that.
1: I just I don't know. We don't have a mechanism for selling them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have them, though. Yeah, maybe we'll just give them out. Maybe I'll just have someone go around to skate parks and give them out. We send a bunch to a skate shop for free because it's just good marketing. Just so that all of a sudden the skate shop has free boards they can sell, make money, help keep the the shop up and running. Mm. But then also you get a whole bunch of kids riding around on Timcast skateboards. (laughs) It's just good marketing. I mean, and within two days the graphics completely ruined and no one knows it's a Timcast skateboard. You should send one to
4: that girl from yesterday. Yeah. and also, yeah. by the way, I checked out her Instagram. She actually Instagram storied the part, uh, part of the show yesterday where we spoke about her. Oh, so. she did? Yeah. Go oh, check wow. that out. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. So, uh, shout, shout out Taylor, to her again. Yeah.
1: Ta- Taylor Silverman, right? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah, you can follow Taylor May Silverman. Um, yeah, I've been in touch with her. We're, 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 uh, you know, I want to have her out and have a conversation about, about the issues and her experience and stuff. She, I think she's doing interviews or something, but I don't know for sure. But, uh, yeah, maybe some, some cool stuff in the skateboarding world coming soon. Shred. Is that what it is? Shredkowski says, NH voter here. Lily, what is your stance on nuclear power and how will you fight to lessen the role of the federal government when elected?
2: Well, I, I hope I can help to reduce the um, federal government and uh, um, powers and uh, also the not be so reckless benders. I think a nuclear um power, energy, you see, talk about or nuclear. Mm. Well, let uh um, I have to look into that nuclear issues, but um, do you know how many we have? How many? How many nuclear? In New Hampshire? No, I mean, yeah, you talk about power plant, right? Yeah. Like yeah. A energies, yeah. yeah. You know, I I support we actually explore all channels, all resources to increase energy production, and I I heard actually nuclear is pretty good. Source. I am a fan of nuclear. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, Moscow actually even talk about that, right? It's pretty safe. Uh, France use lots of that. Right. I think New Hampshire has, uh, two, but one is active. Another one, for some reason, is just not really active. And, and, uh, now we have to develop all sorts of energy supplies. We, we cannot rely on dictatorship company, like, uh, countries. For example, Biden is begging for, like, uh, Venezuela and then later in Middle East I means, like, uh, he's asking people, to supply us all your energy all the time from other countries, but we cannot depend on them. Why can we depend on ourselves? Remember, under previous president, we were actually exporting the energy to other countries. Mm-hmm. And the government, the federal government, is way too big, and and uh, and, uh, and way expensive, and and people are suffering because they constantly, you know, cannot balance budget and constantly printing money, so inflation going to be even higher, and the energy costs will go higher. It's gonna hurt working people. And the billionaires might not get so much hurt, right? They still fly their private jet, right? Even though they say, hey, we have climate change, but hey, we're gonna fly our private jet.
4: To go to to the Helsinki climate summit, they're gonna all go on their private jet. And buy houses,
2: uh, buy houses on the beaches, even (laughs) though in 12 years that, uh, you know, we will not have those, uh, you know, places. Mm -hmm. So, so you, you have to put things in perspective that, uh, you know, call them out if you see hypocrisy. And the best way just become independent thinkers, don't believe those kind of rhetorics anymore.
1: Alright, Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, you hear about Sri Lanka? No food, no gas, there's riots. They may resort to cannibalism. That doesn't sound uh. so bad. Do you ever eat with a butt? Oh, that does sound really, really That's... bad. Oh, jeez. That's what I, I was talking about this earlier. Um, that, you know, you get to the point, we've not seen uh, a famine with cities of these sizes.
2: Do you know under Mao that the people in my home province, Sichuan, they were so hungry their kids die of starvation and they swap their children's bodies to eat, to mm-hmm. survive. And it, it's like not documented, not even talking about it. Mm-hmm. But the Chinese people from China know there was cannibalism during the mass famine.
4: Mm-hmm. Outside of the cities, they don't even really know what goes on because there's a lot of, you know... Because cities were protected by the
2: government, yeah. but the peasants who were forced to turn over their crops to the cities by the government, yep. they had nothing left for themselves that's th- to eat.
1: That's happening now with uh, water in California. Mm. I don't know. I, I, it's been seven years or so since I've been down there, but the drought, when I was there, the cities take the water from the poor farming communities because they can vote em, They cannot vote them. They have mm-hmm. more power.
2: I don't like to see that repeat in history.
1: All right. Benjamin Wheeler says, Tim, love the show. Thanks for having Lily back on. With the Elon Musk hit pieces coming out, alleging sexual misconduct, do you think this will somehow prevent him from acquiring Twitter? No, I think Elon has to buy Twitter now. The, the, he's bugs-bunnyed them, as it were, meaning at first he was trying to buy Twitter and everyone was like, no, no, you can't do it. Then all of a sudden he's like, the deal's on hold because of spam bots. And they're like, you can't quit. You have to buy it now. <laughs> it's, it's the meme. It's the meme. It's seriously, when, when uh, the Babylon Bee wrote the article, it says, Ingenious move, Donald Trump comes out in support of <laughs> impeachment, so Democrats must yeah, oppose. that's right. <laughs> Elon Musk questions buying twitter now they're like no no you have to buy it now and he's like i guess i do
4: and so many people were defending like the worst people who are currently the owners of um twitter i believe a large percent of it is owned by one of the saudi princes somebody fact checked me on that but he came out saying like oh no i disagree with musk trying to buy any part of twitter but it's like bro you work for one of the in one of the most corrupt countries on planet earth so (laughs)
1: Ski says, as an Alaskan, would you consider getting Sarah Palin on? She's running for Congress in Alaska this year. That would be amazing. I would love to have Sarah Palin on. Yeah. We can talk about how Tina Fey said, I can see Russia from my house. And then people actually thought, thought that was Sarah true. Palin who said it. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. yeah.
3: Talk about fact-checking satire, you know? Right. Where was Snopes back then? But that's that, maybe occasion. that's why
1: Snopes does it, because they're like, there are a lot of dumb people. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, we've sort of
3: talked about this in the show before, but the uh, study they conducted to determine that right. people were believing Babylon B was completely pseudoscientific. Right, they faked it. Yeah. They,
1: they changed the headlines of the satire article. Yeah, you know, to make them
3: sound more believable. Right. They removed the jokes, oh, yeah. changed them to make them sound more believable, and then asked people if they were believable.
2: You know, Tim, if you are aware, there are record number of Republican... Woman running for congress this year wow records
1: with record turnout so we're gonna have a whole wow think about that the, the, the congress will be disproportionately republican women relatively i should say oh my.
2: well 2018 remember lots of democrat women got elected right. and uh, so so it's like where the men it, at yeah so like uh hey dropping. republicans big 10 too you know if i can run as a chinese immigrant who come here with nothing I'm leaving American dream. That's the best proof, right? Oh, yeah. Hey, this woman came here with nothing, couldn't even speak English. She's running for Congress. Imagine if I do when? It would be historical, right? Of course, not about me. It's about my messages. It's about our country. It's about my children. Like I, I go everywhere where my children and um, baby pictures in my little gold locket here. Yeah. You know, I'm, I keep telling them I'm doing this for you. I'll give you a campaign update before you wrap up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Zach, see goldston says as a uh, as a faithful next morning listener, I have to agree with chat last night, hearing Libby talk about how she is raising her son, she is beyond a just uh, just a good mother, but should be an example for most women on a separate but equal note. The nourishment was on display for us shimcast fans love all of you stay classy stay classy Zach that was a very very classy super <laughs> chat yes
2: <laughs> the classiest.
1: Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says Lily is more pro-American than most politicians.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's funny. But I think when you come from CCP-controlled China to America, escaping it, you're like, this is a great place. And I think for the, the, uh, progressive leftist millennials who grew up here, I would love to buy anyone, you know, I've, I've made the offer to many of these progressives. I was like, I will buy you a plane ticket to one of these countries you think is doing well. Like, you want to go to Venezuela? You know, and and talk to these people and meet them and see how they live and see what they think. I'll get you the plane ticket.
2: Can you invite but, AOC to debate me here?
1: Oh, I no, she would never do that. She would never. She do would. That. She would accuse me of harassing her. Something like that. <laughs> She'd be like, you know, she's getting engaged
4: me. today, or it came out today that
1: she's. Oh engaged, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then if I was like, uh, if I reached out to AOC's like uh, um, campaign manager, or whatever, and said we'd love to have her on the show. She'd tweet, Tim Pool emailed my manager trying to hit on me and ask for a date or something. <laughs> <laughs> I am engaged, Tim. <laughs> so she tweets.
2: i just like to debate somebody, you know, if they are, you know, um, open-minded to come. Even Bill Maher said that actually more conservatives go on to his show, right. and take his challenge. But then lots of the on other side, they don't show up on his show. What I are think... they afraid of? They, they don't have argument.
1: <laughs> I think Vosh is always interested in, in having those kinds of debates
2: maybe yeah. maybe oh, we can get good for him yeah
1: maybe maybe we can get a, a leftist or progressive to come on maybe I, I, ideally it would be a politician so you know we'll see well yeah we'll try that'd be great well you guys have debates against your
4: um who you're running against i know it's in september when um
2: yeah, yeah september 13th is our primary and within uh before the primary republican county like uh committees they will host uh, debates like they say i have basically one Re, uh, Republican opponent in the primary mm-hmm. there are primary f- five but only one is active campaigning that's why mm-hmm. I call myself a front runner in terms of money raised and national like news coverage like including YouTuber show like this mm-hmm. so I'm a front runner the thing is so if I won the nomination I heard there's only one debate or something on WMUR which is the only TV station we have in New Hampshire to debate my Democrat mm. uh, opponent. will there
4: be a Republican debate uh, with you and their Republican... Was there a Republican primary? I just wasn't sure.
2: Yeah, Republican September 13th. Oh, yeah, okay. that's Republican primary. But I don't know that uh, if if the WMUR is going to host a primary debate for all Republicans or not. I
4: was going to say Tim Cass could probably host a better debate than they can,
1: so...
2: Yeah, but, uh, but, yeah. He, but they have to come here, <laughs> right?
1: I mean, no, we have the mobile studio, but we certainly wouldn't do a debate it. We could rent a, a, a venue and, and probably put something on. We'll, be... we'll, we'll have to, we, we would need to hire a big production company who knows how to do stuff like that. We could do mm-hmm. it. We'll yeah, well, we should look into it. Into
2: it. I, I would like to encourage people to come to primary vote for me because uh, in New Hampshire, uh, anybody who's undeclared, they can come to Republican primary, take their ballot to, to vote. And that way guarantee my primary victory. Then I can go on to general, which is less than two months away after that and to against this incumbent Democrat. She has been there for 10 years. She votes with Pelosi 98% of time. And, uh, and, and the pe- people say that this is a year for really Republican to defeat her. They tried for past 10 years. And uh, so, so I'm doing very well in terms of my messages. And thank you. They, Teamcast followers, you are the best donors. After February first, you know, an interview, I got over a thousand donors from that show. Oh. So, so now I need to raise a hundred fifty thousand dollars by the end of this quarter.
1: But, but uh, uh, you also went on Tucker Carlson, right? Yes, I C- did. Cer- certainly, you know, you did very well. <laughs> Did we did, did we, did we, did we beat Tucker?
2: Well, so far from Tucker's, which is only last week, last Thursday night, I got over 120 donors from, from that show. But I got 1000 from your two hours show. So I'm hoping after tonight, if 10,000 people here give me 20 bucks each, oh, I can win this. I will be the first uh, Kennedy and and, and the first uh, Republican woman to go to Congress, but growing men in China, a communist just, country.
1: <laughs> I'm just thinking about a, uh, a a Chinese immigrant having a conversation or like you know speaking out against you know like AOC. So you have a Chinese immigrant who escaped Chinese communism, speaking to a progressive leftist who's complaining about America. It's just going to be a, 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 a. It's going to be a
2: sight. I would debate her, but uh, here it is: those not just AOC. There are ninety-seven members of uh, progressive caucus members in the U.S. Congress, House of Representatives, ninety-seven. That's the biggest political caucus. They decide what kind of policies, bills yeah. they want to pass. I, I, I'm, I'm outnumbered, but. You need to probably let me, plus 10 other people like need to go there or more. <laughs>
1: All right. Let's read some more. We got Glacier says, Lily, I'm a graduate student based in Brazil, currently studying how CCP exports censorship, trying to start raising alarm in my uni about how we are following in their footsteps. Thesis might turn into a book. Is there a way I can send it to you?
2: Oh, great! We'll 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 keep uh, um um communication, there, of course, you know. And there is my website, com. When you push the donate button, and there is a mailing address like PO box number, and you can send me to the there, you know. Good job! Thank you for doing that. You know, Chinese Communist Party is exporting everything from China to free world, and we have to be awake to resist that.
4: Yeah, we're Mm -hmm. having to abide by Chinese standards. If you want to make like a movie or something now and you don't want to have to change it for the United States and China, you just make it
1: according to the Chinese standards
4: becomes the issue, so.
2: Yeah, Hollywood kind of compromise on that, yep. It's a huge
1: Chinese market, yeah. Duloc says, Hello, neighbors from Martinsburg, West Virginia. I am 25 years old, have a wife and a three-year-old son. I carry my gun everywhere I go. I moved here from Maryland in 2021. I refuse to live in a state that doesn't let me defend my family here, here. Mm. Allison Goddard says, Goddard says, we love you all so much that we have named some of our foster puppies after you. We have Tim, Ian, Luke, Tucker, oh. Brandon Tatum, Candace, Megan, Kristen, Kaylee, Marjorie, and Bella all up for adoption through God's dogs. I couldn't help but notice not a single Seamus. Well,
3: listen to the thing. That's probably the first batch of dogs where one of them didn't get named Seamus. Because nine times out of ten, when I tell someone my name, they're, oh, my friend had a dog named Seamus. Or, oh, I had a dog named Seamus all the time. That's, yeah, a,
2: that's so a funny. Actually, that's a lot it's, of dogs. That's a good name for a dog. It's a very
3: mm-hmm. common one, isn't it? Ooh, yeah.
1: Yeah, get an Irish sheepdog and name him Seamus. Yeah. No, do, you do whatever you want. <laughs> it's your dog, Tim. I would, that, Wouldn't that be funny if it's like, hey, Seamus. And then you you come out, and at the same time, you, you, you say, what up? And the dog barks at the same time, you know? or Yeah, well, that's how, I mean, <laughs> I can communicate with and them. And I'm like, oh, not you, Seamus. Hey, Seamus, did you want to go get food?
3: Uh, also, well, it wouldn't be for, I know you'd be inviting the dog, too. Um, <laughs> by the way, I love how this person, like, before they included my name, they started, like, naming the dogs after audience members. It's like a 20-person long list. Wait, audience members? No, no, Brandon. No, I was kidding. I, I was
1: being, I, I was kidding, because yes. the core cast was naming them. There was a bunch of names. <laughs> out, pretty right.
2: funny, yeah.
1: Name the dog, Seamus <laughs> we'll have to do it. Seamus, which one? Not you. Mm. <laughs> all right, let's see. John Carranza says, Tim need help. Been preparing to vote in the midterms, but I'm having trouble finding when and where. Know any websites that share that info from South Carolina. Find out what your district is and then go to Ballotpedia and look it up and that should have all the information, I believe. Uh, there's probably better websites for it, but you know that's the best I can do. I mean, you probably just... Google? Yeah, Ballotpedia. Well, but Google, it, depending Google. on what you Google, you might get some fundraising sites yeah. or who knows.
2: Normally, the local parties all have that information. You know, local town, you know, they have information where to vote. Rita Ho says, Taipei Act S-1678
1: signed by Trump on 3 allows U.S. to provide direct military aid to Taiwan. There is no such U.S. law for Ukraine. Interesting. Vic says, as a Cuban-American, it's always refreshing to hear from survivors of communism. Let's not let Taiwan become another Bay of Pigs. I'm anti-war, but weak men create hard times. Tim, God bless you, your crew, and the chickens. Especially the chickens.
2: (laughs) Chicken City, famous. (laughs) That's
1: right. All right, let's grab some super cheats. All right. Comic Nut says, Tim, I'm the guy who called the rugged man weak. You're still a good guy. Also, every... Everyone that people in the states still have some kind of a virtue, i.e., guns. Also, Miss Lily, I'm six five and built like a brick house. If you need some extra muscle, just ask, and I'll keep the spies away.
2: <laughs> oh wow, thank you, <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes, and and I also lots of people are praying for me and continue to do so. And but I could use some help. If I go to your town, I will say, "Hey, who is my supporter showing up here?"
1: <laughs> Marion Holtzman says YouTube limits me. To $500 a week to support opposing voices to the mainstream media. This week it's your turn. Thank you for your interesting guests. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. And everybody else with the super chats. I really do appreciate it. Speak out against the manipulation and the lies. Woods Precision Arms says, Lily, we follow you anywhere. You kick ass from a Woods Precision Arms. Oh, good. There you go. There was a really good, uh, super chat. Maybe it's at the bottom. We'll see. We'll see if I can find it. Uh, what do we have here? Hydrogen Hayes says, if we take veto-proof majority, it's time to start stripping the executive branch of authority by dissolving federal agencies, BLM, ATF, DHS, EPA, etc. Yes. Lily, would you like to repeal the NFA? National Firearms Act.
2: Sounds like some, uh, store, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, that I think that there's really no need for that to exist, you know? Um, give back to state. It's not the federal's job. All those three later agencies, lots of them really are not, uh, you know, constitutional to exist in the first place. That's how our government in, at the federal level gets a super big, right? It starts
1: taking over the states. It's taking over.
2: no, where is the state right? I want, I want to risk, like, like, you, I love Florida governor. He really stands up for Florida. <laughs>
1: do you think a person has a right to a, a, a fully automatic rifle? Do you think people should have a right to have a fully automatic rifle?
2: I don't say why not. When you, when you fight a tyranny, you use whatever you can. I'm just worried about it. You know, there's no guarantee our government will never become tyranny.
1: It's going that way. Yeah. The the National Firearms Act basically makes it difficult to acquire uh, selective fire rifles that can do burst or full auto. So, and it makes it impossible to get suppressors. And it's, I mean. Repeal them.
2: How about repeal all unconstitutional gun control laws which is all of them oh, okay. yes <laughs> our rights to self-defense exist I mean, before even, any laws
1: <laughs> even even Scalia said there were limits on the second amendment and so I'm just kind of like uh, I don't know if I agree with that that's a, that's a modern interpretation and if we go by modern interpretations that eventually woman
2: won't be a real word it'll be Wimickson it won't be in the constitution at all well if they never lived under communism then we have some conversations to have with those people right because I survived that. For me, it's very easy. I see things clearly. All right, we got one more. Let's read this one. BTK says, Tim, explain how the US abandoning
1: Ukraine after George H.W. Bush and Clinton signed and you've agreed with the abandonment. Your Ukrainian friends must be proud of your view. This is actually a really good critique of me and I accept it. There was a, There was a treaty that had to do with nuclear disarmament and the U.S. promised to protect Ukraine in the event of aggression from a foreign nation if they chose to give up their nukes, in which case, fair point, fair point. I think the U.S. needs to stop being wishy-washy. I would have preferred if the U.S. went in with a treaty with Ukraine years ago when they were actually working, when, when, when Ukraine was actually trying to get one. And I think it would have been smarter to in- implement a no-fly zone before any aggression started when the Biden administration knew and had warned us. And I didn't believe it. So fair point. Fair point. I don't I don't know how to uh, reconcile that. I don't like the idea of the U.S. getting involved in, in Eastern Europe. But if the U.S. does have that agreement, I think we should absolutely review it. And if we are beholden to that treaty, then I think we're beholden to that treaty. Good point. I, I definitely wanted to read that one because we did talk about that before. A lot of people have brought it up and I will stress. We told Ukraine, if you give up your nukes, we got your back. Depending on uh, what that fully meant in terms of the law, I think would uh, we would have to review and I don't want to jump the gun too soon but I'm I'm just very weary of the US at a time of crisis and economic strife to be sending so much money overseas and potentially risking world war 3 but uh again
4: can I get a quick know. note on that treaties are treaties but when Things hit the fan, and what will actually happen? I feel like are two different things treaties have been broken like we' right now we're under a NATO commitment to like cover the Baltic states, like Lithuania, like if Russia did invade, are we willing to go to nuclear war over Estonia, Lithuania? Most people can't point these countries out on a map, and you know there's a deeper conversation here about what what these treaties mean, so some of the i do, consideration. I, do, I do
2: have uh, independence friends in my tongue. And a, a older woman, she told me when we had lunch together. She said, uh, "I'm so stressed out as what? So I'm so worried about war, nuclear war, World War Three. How about my kids, my grandchildren?" Mm. And she said, "How come our government is not, you know, trying the maximum, you know, like a, the way to do, you know, peace talks and negotiate, you know, sit down with everybody?" She's very worried.
1: All right, we're going to gonna we're gonna get into that members-only show, but I just want to read one from the regular checks that I, I did just notice it. And uh, where did it just go? Did they just get rid of it? Did the ch- Oh, there it is. Adam Gould III says, Nice shirt, Tim. Do they make them for men? <laughs> <laughs> Roasted. Roasted. All right, yeah. everybody. Smash that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Share the show with your friends. Head over to TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only show coming up at about 11, 11 or so p.m. No shows tomorrow because I have a very important business meeting. So we have to be. I have to actually fly out super early. I'm getting up at like 4 a.m. or whatever, and then I'm gonna to have to go fly to a a, a a different city for for important work. But everything will return on Monday as per usual. You can follow the show at timcast.irl. You can follow me personally at timcast on Instagram, Twitter, or wherever. Lily, do you want to shout anything out?
2: Yes, I uh, I need everybody please and um, try your best. I know time is hard. If 10,000 people donate 20 bucks, you know, within the next two months, I can win. Please help. I need the volunteers, too. If you live in New Hampshire, contact me, lilytongwilliams.com. When you go there, donate. As I said, 200 bucks, you get a signed copy for my AR-15 pictures. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, Lily, it has been fantastic to have you on, as per usual. Uh, I would like to promote Freedom Tunes. It's a YouTube channel I run. We make educational cartoons, mostly political satire, though. We released a cartoon today on the left mysteriously rediscovering gender, I'm sorry, biological sex as abortion bans uh, have begun to occur. So go over to freedomtunes.com, put your email uh, in the little box. And when the site launches on May 30th, you will get notified. You'll also have the opportunity to uh, subscribe for extra exclusive content.
4: Hey, everybody. I'm Alad. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I cover protests and on-the-ground report for TimCast. You could find my social media for Twitter in the description below. I'm also barely informed with Alad on YouTube and Instagram. Um, thanks for tuning in, guys.
0: And I just want to say thank you guys again for tuning in for our time with Lily. I always enjoy everything she has to tell us, and I'm really optimistic for this race. Hopefully it's good. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Minds.com at Sarah Patchlids as well as Sarah
1: if you haven't already noticed, Pop Culture Crisis now goes live. Yes. I believe it is. It, what is it? Uh, Sunday 3 through Thursday. Sunday. Sunday
0: through Thursday. Sunday
1: yes. through Thursday at three p.m. I think so. So a little bit different from our schedule because they go Sunday through Thursday, which I, I often thought about, but they got it. And if you want to hang out and watch uh, pop culture commentary, movies, actors, drama, and all that stuff, it's YouTube.com/popculturecrisis. slash Check them out. It's uh, it's the the latest show. One of our late uh, one of the shows we've launched over at Timcast.com and now on YouTube. And we will see you all over at Timcast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye.